Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. This is the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean. And joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. Actually, no, he ain't joining us today. Nigga late. Uh, first off, <laughs> <laughs> joining us today is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you? Man, <clears throat> so here's what it is. We, we purchased our first, my wife purchased her first property because she's trying to get into real estate. I done dumped some money into this business. I'm putting out ads, trying to do a TV spot. It's going to be a broke-ass Christmas. That's how it is over here. <laughs> you call that broke. You buy the business, you're purchasing TV ads, but you got the nerve. Talk about being broke, nigga, please. You're my doing, money, my money is funny. Is that how, do they still say that? I mean, that don't sound like broke to me. Is but hey, man, you're on a different level, obviously. So we salute you. Uh, we salute hey, you. hey, don't, hey, it don't grow on trees. Once you once you uh, take it out, it don't necessarily come right back in. So that's, that's true, what I'm saying. True that. True that. Also <laughs> joining us is Mr. Ant Pooh, sir. How are you? Man, I'm in pain. I had my old nigga moment yesterday. My fucking back went out. Damn. And the worst part about it was the dumbest shit ever. Uh, bending over to pick up a toothbrush. Mm. They say, don't drop the soap, brother. Don't drop the yeah. soap. So I'm in, I'm in a immense amount of pain. I had to miss our holiday party. And I'm talking about really? you got free catered food and a free open bar and a live band entertainment. I had to be in pain to miss that. So Just from grabbing your toothbrush off the floor? That's why I said old man moment. Shit. Damn, man. Starting to do some exercises and calisthenics, yeah. bro. Hell yeah. I, I had my son walk on my back. I'm feeling a little bit better. I had to call my mama over be like, hey, I need you to watch the baby. <laughs> mama, I can't, I can't get up. <laughs> my baby in the pen crying. I'm looking at her like, I can't do nothing for you. Sorry. Damn. You you sit it. Sorry. Gra- Granny be here any minute. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Well, hopefully you feel better, man. Uh, what, what do you do when you have a bad back? Well, this is my first time. All I did was oh. pop a couple of ibuprofen, did some stretches, and uh, lay up. I'll right. tell you what I do. Uh, well, here's I have a bad back, and to maintain it, what I do is I at least once a month, twice a month, I'm at Hand and Stone. What is that? And uh, that's a massage uh, massage uh, business. Ah. Uh. Welcome back, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jones. It's a, it's a legitimate <laughs> massage business. And um is Jade is in today. Working <laughs> yeah. out. Work working out. Is Jade star in today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm trying to help, help Naggers, but okay. I'm, no, I'm up to I'm up to one fifty doing deadlifts, but maybe that's the problem. I don't know. But there's also that Toradol shot that does wonders. Mm, okay. I'm trying to stay away from drugs, period. Uh, this ibuprofen, that's ibuprofen and cannabis. That CBD works wonders. This nigga said, I'm trying to stay away from drugs, but that <laughs> the ibuprofen and cannabis. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm, okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stay away from hard prescription drugs. Okay. Because oh, the wife has a Vicodin in there, and I'm like, nah, I'm not touching that. Me another bud. Okay. <laughs> We've come a long way. Uh, I see you are walking into the courtroom. Don't try to hide. Come on up to the front, sir. Mr. 
big sexy and sack thank you for joining us how are you you know i walk in i'm hearing what i assume to be tales of weightlifting with 150 deadlifting is that what i'm hearing i hear this nigga go okay i'm sorry i ain't as swole as big sexy my bad but what <laughs> i'm trying to get there homie hey hey we all got to start somewhere we all got to start somewhere it's all right this cat come in. No, he was saying he has a he has a bad back. Oh shit! Yeah. You hurt yourself. You all right? I hurt myself picking up a toothbrush. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, so, now, so my manhood no. is just level. Is just oh, real. Yeah. yeah. Now you know you got to hear about it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, speaking of catching elves. We got a guy that's up for possibly contender of ale of the year uh, in terms of ale, you know, a man, man of the year or best actor of the year, you know, best man in a, in a ale career of the year. I don't know how you would say, it, but uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Kevin Hart, uh, you know, was announced. When was this announced? Was it Wednesday or Thursday that he was going to be the host of this year's Oscars or is it next year? I'm not sure when they do it with the upcoming Oscars and uh, probably less than 24 hours. You know, they went and dug up some old tweets and I'm going to pull some of them up here. I just want to read them. Uh, here's one of the tweets here. It says, yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop. That's gay. Uh, you know, that could be a joke, obviously. You know, I don't think he's going to You really think he's going to break a thing over his son's head. And, but nonetheless, uh, that comment, and I think there was another one possibly where they used the word fag or something. And these were from like 2011, right? So these are, these are from a while ago. But anyway, these tweets, what happens is, of course, you know, as would happen with a lot of people this year, they took that and I guess the uh, Academy, excuse me, the Oscar people came back to Kevin and said, hey, you know, you need to, need to apologize. You got to have to apologize, man, if you want to, you know, stay on board with this. And, you know, Kevin said, I'm not apologizing for this. I've already spoke on it. I'll pass. But then he did put out an apology on was it Instagram or Twitter where, you know, he apologized to the LGBT community and, you know, he wants to step aside and doesn't want to bring too much drama to the award. So he has stepped down. Um, there's a lot to say about this. And before I go into my rant, uh, I wanted to go around the room. Uh, Q Storm, what, what are your thoughts on this, man? Well, <clears throat> uh, I just... I mean, Kevin Hart is arguably one of the top box office draws going today. So I think that makes him L immune. That's just how I feel. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's another case where, you know, I don't believe in, uh, what do you call it, making fun of people or in a mean-spirited way, but jokes are jokes. <clears throat> like I said online. You know, the jokes, some of those jokes were maybe went over the edge a little bit, but most of the jokes, particularly they talked about his concert stand up where he talks about 
homosexuality. I mean, you hear jokes like that, like I said, on any episode of uh, Will and, typical episode of Will and Grace. So <clears throat> I don't know. And uh, what was it? One of y'all posted or I saw somewhere Tariq Nasheed put up uh, something that Amy Schumer said about she was going to go. Y'all have a good time watching this. And she would use the F word. And I don't remember her getting a lot of blowback from that. So, I mean, I understand people have to police society. I mean, some of it is it's, it's, it's deserving of scorn. But, I mean, that's, that's other points. We need to lighten up a little bit. I don't see why he had to have had that taken away from him. I feel like an apology. I didn't mean it. I wasn't being serious. There were jokes. But I apologize if I offended someone and keep it moving. All right. Uh, big, uh, sexy, and sack. I think <clears throat> the jokes are one thing, but isn't he also quoted as saying something along the lines of, if my son was gay, I would do everything in my power to change him? That's is what getting him jammed up is right there. And in today's climate, we, we've talked about this. You have to be extra, extra careful. Now, granted, he may have said that thing about his son, you know, years ago. But the fact that it was brought up, he should have got out in front of it and said, you know what, that was years ago, blah, 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 boom. When he said, you know what, I'm not apologizing, I've already done that. I don't think they took it from him, but I'm sure it was impressed upon him. Look, man, these are the Oscars. If you want this gig, you need to get out there and take that hit. Since you said the shit years ago anyway. And he, he, you know, to his credit, he said, you know what? Said what I said, not what I meant. And, and then he stepped down. And that took a lot on him to step down. But it's all unfortunate because the way he was building up his brand, and I hate that phrase, but the way he was doing it was nothing but positivity. You know, I'm not a fan of a lot of his films, but I'm a fan of his work ethic. And Kevin is always doing something to build up himself, his production company, other people, you know, in and out of, of film work. And the guy, the guy was just like a little dynamo. And now this happens and it's just blown his whole momentum to bits. I believe Ant put, you know, two... In, in, in the chat to, to like uh, remind us when this whole thing with um, Cat Williams went down, Karen, Karen Hart said, hey man, you know, you took you had your shot. And I'm sure Cat <laughs> Williams right now said, hey, you had your shot, Kev. You know, and Kev had his shot. It was, this was Kevin's to lose and he lost it. So there you go. All right, Ample. Uh so I'm just going to go and say, please forgive me. I may be all over the place. Um, to hear so many people say these are jokes, these are jokes. He's not telling. A, I think maybe only one is a joke where he's talking about the, his son. But if you look through all of the tweets, he's adding someone. And in his ads, he's snapping on them and is saying you're gay, you're a fag, or doing something that people would deem homophobic. And to me, I feel like that's unnecessary. And people are saying this is old, looking at 2009, 2010, 2011. I, I'm pretty sure 
that at that time period, it was not okay to call someone a fag. It was not okay to say gay. People were getting in trouble with that. Kobe got in trouble for calling another player on the uh, on the, on the court a fag. So I can't fiend this ignorance. Oh, it's a long time ago. Oh, I didn't know any better. No, he knew better. So I, I, I don't want to go with that excuse. My thing is, is that when I first posted it, the thing that I said was this dummy. And I say this dummy because Kevin Hart, even by 2009, 2010, was really on the rise. And I say this dummy because you should have known better than to use a public social media platform to put out messages like that. And then even worse, since since then, he's become, like uh, Q said, one of the biggest box office draw. How have you not scrubbed your social media platform for anything that could be deemed derogatory? Now, these could be screenshots that people have had for years. But at the end of the day, he chose to go at someone. He chose to use this homophobic language. And yes, it is homophobic language. When you call someone a fact, when you're 10, when you're saying, uh, what's one? He was talking about somebody said they were tired. And he said, well, yeah, that's how we work, fag. Like, how was that not homophobic at all? And he chose to leave that up for years. He chose also to step down. So this people out to get him, it's like these are all your actions. And I just look at, from that's why I put up the Cat Williams comment, because I just look at, I'm like, dude, I feel, I, I definitely was feeling him going out and defending Tiffany Haddish from, in my opinion, an uncalled for attack by Cat Williams. But when he went into digging into Cat Williams' past and putting all that stuff on front, my first thought was, is like, I hope your closet is clean, sir. I hope it is. I hope you ain't got nothing that's going to come out. And I'll say Kevin Hart has had a bad last two years. He got caught cheating, blasted on TMZ, found out that his own mans set him up. The thing with Cat Williams, he had a party for his uh, one-year-old boy that was Cowboys and Indian thing, which could be totally harmless if you don't blast it on social media. And then when you called out because, yo, Kev, you did a Cowboys and Indians birthday thing party on Thanksgiving. Not only do you not say, oh, it was real simple. He could just said, yo, my bad. I just was not thinking at all. I was just trying to do something nice for my boy. But I could see how people could take that the wrong way. Nope, he defended it. And one of his defense was, why I get it on me when the Cowboys and Redskins were playing on football on Thanksgiving? And I'm just like, dude, are you serious? And now this. So he's going to be all right. But just go ahead and take that L and try to wish for a positive 2019. All right. Yeah, I forgot about that situation where his boy uh, tried to set him up. That was, that was wild. That was wild. Uh, so, yeah, Kevin Hart thing. To me, I look at it like this. Uh, I, I just, I, I, it boggles my mind, I'll say this, that an organization like the Academy of Arts and Sciences that does the Oscars, that they would announce um, a host for an probably one of the bigger TV events of the year and not have any due diligence at this point in the game to be knowing like, Hey, we got to make sure these people are clean. You know, we, we I would have, isn't there like a public, uh, what do they call those public relation firms, PR firms? Isn't that should be prerequisite 
there's a there's a couple people in the team that go through and check social media accounts on on people they about to you know we got millions of dollars on the line seemed like that would just make common sense okay make sure this shit is clean you know there's too much money on the line here we're gonna be nilly nally and just not thinking about what's going on cats is getting their careers shut down you know q said uh he think he might be above an l in my opinion nan nan of them are above the l. if they can take down a weinstein who was way in my opinion larger than a kevin hart he got more money a part of the system in the game and he can be stepped down. His black ass be out of here quick. They came home. We got Tiffany Haddish and other niggas. Huh? So I don't, I don't know about all that. But what I will say, I wouldn't be surprised if they already knew about these comments. But, you know, here's, let, me, let me jump into my, and I was talking to my coworker yesterday. And I told him up front, I said, listen, I'm a bitter old black man. So the shit I'm about to tell you, don't let that bother. We still work together because he's a young white dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about this. <laughs> if I was him, I would just walk away like, nah, bro. Nah, we, we, we cool like that. But but here's my thing. I actually think they knew about it, the shit. I wouldn't be surprised if they was like, you know what? Remember they had all that Oscar so white and something, we didn't really see too much pushback from some of our black celebrities that we've propped up and, and put out there like that they didn't really step up and sort of defend us a little bit watch how we play games let's play some games mm. so you know they announced kevin because it was so quick and announced kevin less than 24 hours tweets come out and they get to the media quick and and you know how listen you know how they do hit pieces and they put a hit out on you and i'm talking about like violence you know that there's parts of organizations and business where they'd be like, yo, we're going to run this story, push that story through, get that to TMZ or get that to this organization. We're putting this out. And then that stuff comes out so quick and it hits the mainstream so fast. And I, and when you say he had to step down, I don't think he stepped down. They probably can't say, listen, Kevin, we're making a lot of money with you. We still got movies in the pipeline with you, brother. <laughs> so we're, you know, we have a vested interest in you being successful because we got our money tied into you. But here's what you're not going to do. <laughs> you're going to say you're sorry and you're out of here. Now, we're going to allow you to gracefully take this L, but please believe you don't have a choice in this. You're, you're not hosting the show. But we don't, we're not going to say we fired you. We're not going to damage you like that. So we're going to give you the option to save some face. But to me, it's like uh, probably with some people, they must saw those comments and was like, "How you, you're talking funny about, you know, some gay people. But Kevin, let's keep it 100. They probably like, Kevin, now you know when you was at that party at such and such Rosenberg's house or whoever it is, and, and you know that room when they was in there busting dudes down right in front of you. Because you know how they get down. And you don't say nothing mm -hmm. about that. You laughing and joking right along with them same people you was talk, talking greasy about in the tweets. But we got your money. So here's a lesson for you. Don't, don't do that. You take this little L and put you in your place. But I would imagine Kevin Hart has seen a many of 
and it's, it might sound harsh, but <laughs> listen, this is a reality. They got blood parties going on out there. And all these little stuff going on in the back rooms, and probably not in the back room, right? When you open the gallery room, they probably getting it popping right there. You know, executives, powerful dudes, tearing down dudes and other... Uh, listen, they got the casting couch. Listen, we already know this, right? This year, the Me Too thing blew the whole thing wide open. You, you know you got powerful dudes in that entertainment. They just pull their stuff out and start busting. It's documented, right? If you think they only doing that in front of women, like they say, you'd be a damn fool. You know they doing it in front of dudes. <laughs> Some of these dudes, that's how they got on. <laughs> damn. Right? I mean, just keeping it 1,000. So when you have a guy like a Kevin Hart who's in the upper echelon of the game, and he's, he ain't, listen, he ain't really that funny, but he all out, he, every movie, anytime you go to the movies, 80% chance you're going to see a trailer for his next movie. You know he done seen a lot. <laughs> if Halle Berry and all them you can go look at Halle Berry's agent right wasn't her ex-agent documented busting down black women to, if you want to get in the game you're going to have to take this D oh. if you don't uh, and I'm not lying <laughs> go look it up they got low key saying Halle was like telling sisters hey you know what it is and I, I listen, I'm just saying all this. You can do your own Googles and then you can tell me if I'm lying or not. But if you don't think they're doing the same thing to dudes, everyone knows that stuff goes on. They got Kevin Hart on camera busting down girls ain't his wife. If you think so, if you, he obviously under his mindset already know, like they don't, we don't care. It's the secret. Sometimes the secret gets out. But I just feel like with him, they knew exactly what it was. And I was like, hey, man. You know what it, you know what it is. You know we run this thing. So fall back, take your L, but keep keep our stuff out your mouth. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're not gonna be. You know it's just uh as they say is I say now there's two things you don't say if you're in the game. Don't say nothing about no Jews. And don't say nothing about no LGBT community because they ain't have it. <laughs> it ain't fair. <laughs> But that's what it is. They on cold and they running. Some of them got a lot of control over stuff, and you're not gonna win. It, you know, they don't even get to win on some other stuff. So you know you ain't gonna win. Uh, you're gonna take the L. And, and as far as you know, with Kevin, I, it's unfortunate. I will say this: I applaud him for saying I'm not gonna uh, apologize. And I would say if he said that about his son, I don't see the problem with it. Uh. Isn't that a parent's choice? No, it to, is a To say choice. what they prefer their kids to do? Prefer. Right? <laughs> to say prefer. Well, that's he what he's saying. Balls out. And again, well, I agree with that. I mean, it, anything that happens with your children is up to you. But you know. Oh, I know. In the public eye. Well, for sure. You, you, you're you right. You can't say it. You, you can't. You can't. But, but that's, that's the thing. Like, I, unfortunately, I want brothers, uh, anybody, parents, if you want to say Hey man, I, I would prefer my kid not be gay. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't let them demonize you to think there's something wrong with that. Yeah, you're a parent. You should prefer what you want your kids to be. Now, if you say one thing, if he do come home, you know I'm gonna uh, beat him until he's straight or something. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But you can have expectations for your kids. We shouldn't get to the point where we demonize them, people just because they don't want their kids to be gay. That don't mean they're 
of homophobic. Uh, I'm afraid of gays. It just means I don't want my son or daughter to be gay. I mean, I'm afraid of them. I'm their parent. I have a choice of what I want them to be. We're just on a slippery slope with a lot of this stuff. But yeah, you're right, Mark. If you're in the public eye, yeah, you you say stuff like that, you better be your own boss because you're going to catch blowback and they're going to they're gonna get your money. Uh, but I'm all over the place too. But just going back to Kevin Hart, uh, it's unfortunate, but this is the world we live in, unfortunately. And as I say to anybody in the public eye or, or you're about to ascend into business in the public, go, here's the smart thing. Just go delete the accounts. Don't, don't try to do the, let me skim through years of what I said, something greasy. Just put your money first, go on and delete it, build your legacy, and let that be what you can be concerned about. Because they're going to try to, anybody out there, they're going to try to use what you said greasy. And again, unless you run your own situation and you're not tied into contracts with these people, they're going to they're gonna hem you up. This is where we at right now. Same thing if you say something about women talking crazy or if you said something about blacks or you said something about any of these little things today's world what you say in the past if it's out there in the public realm somebody gonna get it and try to hem you up on it so i would say just go on and swipe wipe your shit wasn't a couple of directors or some people that's been doing that lately after the james gunn it's like just go wipe your shit because it's too much money on the line man and and you know, the LGBT community, they, they're not playing. As we can see, a, they ain't playing at all. And can I give another Go PSA? Ahead. If you're trying to be in the industry, social media is not for personal use at that point. It's for your True. brand. True that. So mm-hmm. you make sure your brand, being social media, is on point. Yeah, unless you're one of these self-made type cats and that's a part of your thing and that was still play but but yeah you you know you want a different thing let the social media be for the rest of the civilians <laughs> you be about your money <laughs> you know if you, you know, feel like you got to prove a point that much you got other issues going on but be about your money get your kids and your family straight first then not even then that's why it's funny there's certain people you don't see on social media at all that cuz it, it ain't worth you know I think didn't Jay Z just now do his first tweet recently? I think it was about like in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. and that was just only yeah. to clean up something uh, uh, to be on call with Kanye. But in terms of you know, out there, just talking, oh, let me post and talking, man. Please, I'm about building business. And, and that's the thing is when you see some of the tweets, the people that he was calling fags and and calling gay and whatnot. They weren't other celebrities. They were people, just random social media people just talking shit about Kevin Hart. And I'm like, dude, in 2009, 10, 11, Kevin Hart had should have had way bigger things to be doing than being on social media, getting back at somebody that said, you you, you bad comedian. Well, yeah, but I will, I'll push back a little bit. Jokes is jokes. I do see them as jokes. You, you asked the question, was the word, those words sort of bad form back then? It could have been for some people. For me personally, I understand that they were what they how they were meant to be said. I didn't take them like he was being some, you know, oh, I'm a beat down gays if I see him faggot. You know, I don't, I don't see it like that. I know he was just he was on some joke shit, but I can understand why some people don't see it that way. But to me, it's comedians 
in my opinion, if if the shit is funny, it should have free reign. <clears throat> and I say that even if it's the N word. If it's funny. So the same way. So so like that one, was it Michael Richardson? What's his name? You're a nigga, you're a nigga, you're a nigga. You know, his little blow. It wasn't funny though. <laughs> like he was he was mad. So that's why he got canceled out. But if it was a white comedian who was somehow able to do it where it was like funny, it was like I, ironic type of thing, and he said it, I could somewhat give it a pass. I'd be like, oh, you a fool for that, boy? Okay, <laughs> you got jokes. But just to not even take things into context and just, ah, he's a homophobe or ah, he's against women, eh, then, then, comedy, then comedy would be dead then, in my opinion. Because then it means just anytime somebody gets mad, it ain't, oh, man, I'm in my feelings now. But it's comedy, man. You fucking with comics. So they're supposed to roast your ass. But well, Jerry Seinfeld said, you know, I think last year he said it's getting hard to tour out there for that very reason. Yeah. You know, people are too sensitive. And he's like, we are comics, man. This is what we do. And if you Rock can't said, deal with it, you got to go, man. Rock said the same thing, yeah. So it's, well, it's tough what, there, man. I know what Jerry Seinfeld said was uh, he said he doesn't do the, the college circuit anymore because it's the colleges where the kids are the most sensitive. <laughs> That's interesting. Snowflake <laughs> asses. I know. Fuck that dude. Now, let me ask you guys this, though. There was an episode of the, of the Sopranos. God, I think it was season four. Somebody made a comment about Jenny Sachs' weight. Remember that one? Uh, I remember... Uh, uh, Tony said, I remember he said the line, you really need to start considering salads. Is that the yeah, line? No, 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 no. That was good, too. <laughs> but no, there was a, another mobster's wife who was pretty heavy, and the guy was sitting around the table, you know, talking, talking, you know, shit. But somebody went out of the room and told this guy they were roasting his wife. Oh, that rings a bell. And I so when the guy comes in, he's like, what the fuck? You guys talk about my wife? And to a man, they all said, of course not, man. No, no, no. So it's, it's one of those situations where if you're in the room or in a circle, you can be candid as you want. The moment someone slips and puts you out there or you let it slip, what you said, you're on your own. And that's what's going on with Kevin. He's on his own. There was an NBA player a few years ago who, because the, the phrase the younger people were saying back then was no homo. Somebody said no homo, and he got lit up. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. But I did see. Go ahead, Q. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I could see the no homo statement getting a little bit more, catching a little bit more heat than uh, some of the things that Kevin Hart said. I think it's not that Kevin was catching heat. Kevin was he like, lost the Grammy. You don't whoa, think uh, Oscar? Whoa, he said heat. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Kevin was catching heat in the sense of we're outside picketing and boycotting. No. Kevin was, you know, had said this, and the Oscars were like, look, we don't, I'm going to use a, a Michael Dean phrase here. We don't want that smoke here, man. So you got to straighten it out. That's what happened. <laughs> I'm you know, Oscars got that money. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and on the other hand, you know, unfortunately for Kevin, again, he's just kind of had a lot of L's this year. And, you know, you brought up a good thing. The stuff he said about Cat Williams, you know, 
<laughs> you know that doesn't make it any easier. And then you know I don't I ain't forgot the uh, the, the Starbucks situation. You know Kevin was one of the lone oh that's right uh, black people were caping for Starbucks during that. Uh, he he sort of walked those comments back, but he wasn't capable. He was to me. All he well, what I what I, I took. Go ahead and play he, yourself out. Go ahead. Go ahead. All he said was, he, "Well, I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know uh, punish him." He said that rather than blaming Starbucks, we should blame the uh, the person, the manager who caused all that. Right. Now, I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but I'm like that's his. It's a legitimate opinion. I, I may not have that opinion, but I see where he's coming from. I see where he's coming from too. As I said, for me, it's questionable type of stuff like that and the Cat Williams thing. So when you do get in the situation yourself, some people is gonna, you know, hey man, hold your own nuts, or you know, hey, have the same. Maybe Starbucks or somebody will come out and offer a cape, semi cape, I guess, if I'm accused of, for you. But I don't see none of them doing that. They they, they just wash their hands. Where's Tiffany got scheduled for that day? It's like anyway. <laughs> no, there's no nuance in today's society anymore. I agree. So I don't know, man. It's you're it's either, crazy. You're either on my side or you're not. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I agree with you. And you know, again, like I said, they got things set up for Kev now. Uh, you know, maybe he'll he'll change things with the release of the movie The Upside. Uh, have you guys seen the trailer for that movie? No, what's the upside? It's the, about? the one with uh, Kevin Hart and uh, Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that sounds familiar. What's it about? What's the story? Yeah, well, Brian from the trailers look like Brian is uh, wheelchair bound. He must be super rich or something. He must. He's like an asshole. I'm taking it, and they need somebody to take care of him. And hey, let's hire the streetwise black guy, <laughs> you know, no. uh, to come the in and push, black guy. push his card and, and give him a, you know, a, a, a change of heart. Are you kidding me? And, uh, you know, so it's, 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 it's build the, the trailer makes it seem as it's a more of a drama as opposed to the wacky comedy. So it's kind of, and to me, they're trying to push it as this is Kevin's you know, serious type role a little bit, but he's still bucking the eyes a little bit. So what was the movie with uh, Eddie Murphy that came out that went straight to video? Oh, yeah. I know, I, <laughs> church, the churchman's <laughs> Yeah, some, so this is Kevin's, oh, you no, know. Mr. Mr. Church? Mr. Church, yeah. This is Kevin's probably, uh, I, I'm clowning now, Oscar push because <laughs> he gets to play that type of black guy, but Maybe that type of movie and them seeing him in that role may sort of, you know, he's all right. Like, give him another chance. You know, he, I saw the See, upside and, you know, just misunderstood. That, this movie is more of an L than anything he said <laughs> to lose the Oscars. Get the fuck out of here with that. Are we done with driving Miss Daisy? Well, uh, I mean, we don't know how much she was paid, so might not be that big of an L. Hilarious, hilarious. No, it's not an L for him. I'm sure he, I'm not going to say he sold out, but. Ah, oh. <laughs> magical Negro continues, baby. You gotta get that money. Did anybody go see the movie with uh? And I like the dude, Ali. What's his name? Ali. Herschel Ali. Yeah, he got oh, that. Oh no, didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> so my to do list. 
Yeah. It's like after hidden after uh, hidden figures. I'm like, okay, I think I'm done with these movies for for a little while. It's the same type of premise as this in a general sense, you know. But I, I've heard that uh, they down the movies focuses more on um, Viggo Mortensen's character than it does on um, the black character. Well, I, I assume it would. <laughs> but I, it shouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm saying that's Magical Negro. It's not supposed to focus on the black dude. <laughs> he's the, he, he is the conscious for the other character. It sort of makes him change his ways. But the mo movie's called Green Book. So the movie, I was expecting it to be about black people navigating in the South, having to deal with where did, you can go, where you can't go by looking at this book. The, not about the, the trailer this Italian thug yeah. who, who has a change of heart. Yeah, it sells. <laughs> to me, uh, Big Sexy might appreciate this, but to me, when I look, when I the, the the quintessential scene that tells me about the the black and Italian experience co co mingling is the scene in Goodfellas where they come yes. and visit Stacks. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you be late to your own fucking funeral, Stacks. <laughs> wow! <Ha! laughs> wow! Is that what you think? That's what you think. Hey man, that's something that stood out to you. I, I know. Well, let me. I'm not going to put that out there. All right, let's get off of Kevin, man. Shout out to Kevin Hart. I hope you, hey man, you know. Kevin's going to be fine. Hopefully, he'll be all right. Him whatsoever. Yeah, now he's, I mean, he paid. He's got Jumanji, the next Jumanji, I'm sure he's going to be doing. Actually, he's doing a remake of something. What did I? Uh, I know The Rock is like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck up the bag, Kevin. Well, like I said, The Rock probably ain't. I don't think The Rock, Rock going to get his paper regardless. Again, they'll put in somebody else in Kevin's place. Please believe me. They ain't going to make or break no franchises. Stop it. Be messed up is they get uh, Cat Williams. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, they made, like I said, to me, if I was, if I was one of them, I'd be like, Hey, what's Tiffany doing? She can play a sister. Ugh, Let's get this please. money. <laughs> they love. We love Tiffany. She's. I'm be so. Uh, yeah, I can go ahead and uh, shit on me if you want. Night school. That was funny. That was a good movie. Uh, I didn't see it, but I, I take your word for. It. I'm cool. I'm waiting for cable. I ain't. Even, I ain't even waiting for cable. I'm cool. <laughs> Mike, Mike, hold up, Mike, 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 Mike. Aren't you this dude? Uh oh. <laughs> was talking about how good the the Marlon Wayans movies were. Oh, you gonna see? Oh, you coming at me? But listen, uh, no, I'm <laughs> I, which I said not those Marlon Wayans movies. I said there was a specific one that I saw was fun. Okay, all right, okay. a lot of his movies are trash. Huh? But that what was that? What was that one? It was the black uh, black haunted house or something? It was the first one. I thought was very funny. You talking about scary movie? No, no, no. It was, was it? No, it was something. I don't even remember, man. It's so forgettable. But anyway, let's move on. Um, let's just let's talk about movies since we're here. Uh, we're almost at the end of the year, 2018. There's been a lot of movies this year. Uh, quite a bit, actually. Good and bad. There's also been a lot of TV uh, that has come out this year, both on traditional and streaming services, and I guess movies and streaming services as well. Um, so I just want to get into some of our picks uh, for best, worst, and whatever. 
Uh, I'm going to just do my quick 10 favorite movies of the year. Uh, some of them may vary in quality. But quickly, uh, my number 10 movie is The Equalizer 2. Uh, not the best movie of the year, but I have to put Denzel on my list somewhere. <laughs> and I did enjoy watching this movie. I do want to see it again. Uh, I know it's out now uh, for download or whatever. So anyway, Equalizer 2. Number nine, Upgrade. It's the science fiction movie that dealt with uh, human aug augmentation and prosthetics and AI in your brain. I'm all into that kind of shit, and I thought this movie was good. This was, I believe, it was a Blumhouse sci-fi movie, uh, so I definitely was into that. Uh, number eight is The First Purge. Now, I will admit, this is not good movie. It's not a good movie, per se. Like, I watched it a second time, and I really started to see, like, man, this is, this is, this is a lot of bullshit going on in this movie. But the first time I saw it, I had such a great time watching that movie. And I like certain aspects about it. So I'm putting it on my top 10. I, I, I enjoyed watching. It was very entertaining to me. Uh, all right. Number seven, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is the Queen movie, Freddie Mercury. I love this movie. It was, it was a really good movie. I didn't know much about them. And one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. Um, I'll definitely probably buy this movie. Um, number six, A Quiet Place. Uh, the first time I saw this movie, whoo, I was so tense. This was a really good movie to me. Horror movie with a twist, and I really enjoyed it. All right, my top five movies. Number five is Blind Spotting. Uh, this is the movie we talked about this on the show. It takes place in Oakland. Guy sees the police officer shoot somebody, and he's on parole. And, no, and he also has his best friend, a white guy, who is, uh, you know, dealing with the gentrification of Oakland and a uh, white guy kind of being black style. And versus, love this movie. Uh, this movie is currently on sale for $9.99 on 4K. I'm about to buy because I really, I really dug it. Uh, number four, Mission Impossible Fallout. Love this movie. Uh, one of my favorite uh, movie theater experiences this year, the IMAX scenes in the helicopter chase were breathtakingly dope. Uh, I wish they would like re-release that just so I could watch it on the IMAX again just for those scenes. I thought that was amazing. It sucks that you can never... You can't replicate that at home, um, but uh, God has made that made the movie just so like ridiculous to me. You can you can if you got millions of dollars. Well, yeah, if you got millions of dollars, <laughs> but yeah, with the stuff that you can't normally buy, you just, you just can't get that same thing. But this is another one of those movies I'm about to buy. Um, it's out now, so I'm gonna get that. All right, number three. This would be easy. Uh, number three is Black Panther. Um, three. Wow. Yeah, Black Panther number three. Uh, enjoyed this movie. Bought it movie the day it came back. It came out on, on video. You know, the thing, I put it at number three because I actually don't watch it that much as I watch these other, well, watch one of the other movies. But 
sometimes I determine when I get to the upper ones. I love this movie, but normally for these superhero movies, I usually will go back and watch certain scenes over and over. And I haven't really done that with Black Panther. I still think the movie is phenomenal. It meant a lot, but I really liked it. But yeah, Black Panther, uh, dope. Number two is Avengers Infinity War. Man, I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, watched it at the theater, I think maybe twice since bought it. And it's a staple that I'll just turn to certain scenes and watch it. Like I might start from, um, I usually probably start it when uh, Tony meets the Guardians for the first time and just watch it from there. <laughs> But I watch, you know, I watch pieces of this over and over. I can't wait for the new movie. But yeah, Avengers Infinity War. I may have first said that Black Panther I thought was a better movie, but I I don't know. This one to me, long play. This this is Marvel's top. They done tightly topped themselves so far. Like this is a dope ass movie, man. They did that thing. Uh, number one movie for me. I've only seen it once. I will be buying this, but it was probably the movie that most affected me when I saw it. Uh, the hate you give. Um, it was a, that was a dope movie, man. I, I I wish it was more successful. I guess it, it technically kind of bombed, but great movie. Um, people that I've told to go see it saw it, blown away, and I'll be buying this one when it comes out. Uh, so there you go. And lastly, I will give three sort of what do they call it? Honorable mentions. Uh, Widows. Uh, I did enjoy that. Uh, Superfly. I actually enjoy. I mean, I had such low expectations, but when I saw the movie, I was like, "This is actually pretty good." You know, it's it's not the original movie. Uh, I would say it's actually a, a better movie. Not it doesn't have the cultural impact of the first one, but it's an enjoyable action sort of movie. And then Deadpool two, I did enjoy watching that. Uh, Q Storm. What were your favorite movies of the year? Well, let me ask first. I have favorite. I have worst. I have uh, a lot of categories. You just want to do them one at a time, or yeah. What's your start? favorite movies of the year? <laughs> favorite. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if these are in any particular order, but I'm saying uh, I got four of them. Uh, I'm looking at Black Panther. I've seen that movie probably four, four or five times now. Uh, I mean, I think it was an excellent movie. <clears throat> One of the top three Marvel productions. Uh, so much subtext. I think each time I saw it, I saw something new in it. The uh, the metaphor is just it's brilliantly written. The metaphor is is great. Uh, so many layers. I, I've told <clears throat> a few. I've told a few of my white friends that just called me up and say, "Oh, I love that movie." And I said, "Well, I'm glad you like. There's a lot of things in there you probably just didn't catch <laughs> that you probably wouldn't be able to catch, which make it so much." which made it so uh, enjoyable for me. Uh, Sorry to Bother You. I thought this was an excellent movie because it was bold. <clears throat> uh, now, the director, he said some, he went through something recently in the last few months that I was like, really? I forget. He oh, said he's something about out, Black Klansmen, I think. He, 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 spoke out on, he spoke out on Spike Lee. I'm like, come on, man. You, this is your first film. Spike Lee been in the game since 85. And, and, and let me just, I want to just add real quick to you say that. <clears throat> Because I knew that going into to this movie, that probably biased me as I was watching it because that movie don't hold a candle to Spike Lee. That's my opinion. 
I wouldn't say that. I, 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 I go ahead. I'm let you. I'm gonna let you. Yeah, let me. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, the third one is the hate you give. I didn't expect to like this movie. I expected it to be overwrought, preachy, clearly defined good guys and bad guys. You know, black the the black community is always good. White community is always bad. But it had uh, it had a lot of nuance in it, and I appreciated that. It, it told the real story. Uh, it, you know, no no character really got off unscathed or unpraised. Um, and just some of the themes in it, if nothing else, I love the fact. Well, first of all, it proved to me that the two, the, the two actors playing the parents, uh, Russell Hornsby, uh, who I'd only seen in Fences, mm. and the other uh, actress, Regina Hall, is that her name? Yep. Yes. Who I'd only seen in, well, I hadn't seen her comedies, but only I'd seen her in comedies, like trailers and stuff. I just saw two new black actors that I can now say, I got to see their next picture. These two cats knocked it off, knocked it out to part. Yeah. Give me a movie. Give me a fantasy movie of Maverick and Killmonger. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, have I I seen Grimm? Because uh, what's going to be in that? Which one? Graham. It's a TV show. Oh, Actually, no, I think no, you'd no. really like it. It's I've seen an episode fairy of it. Fairytale? Yeah, yeah. He's in another he's... movie that's out, right? Oh, he... What did I say he was? I think he's in Widows. No, no, he's in Creed. He's in Creed. Anyway, go ahead. I'm interrupting you. Okay. Um, and then the last one, Mission Impossible Fallout. I thought... Well, to me, Mission Impossible, I think, is is a ghost... Not, not Ghost Nation. Uh, I can't remember. Number four. To me, that's still the best one because of him climbing the side of the Burj Khalifa. But this one, definitely right after that one. Uh, I, I have to say, as much as I kind of soured on Tom Cruise, I mean, I, Tom Cruise used to be my dude. I've kind of soured on him lately, but I can't, I can't take anything away from him with his movie-making ethic. I mean, he did fuck up uh, The Mummy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> but... These Mission Impossible movies, my man must have. I don't know what he got some stock in this joint. I don't know, but um, golly, the only thing about this movie that I'm like, how did y'all do this? They kind of gave away the bad guy. They gave away the, the twist because you saw clips in the trailer of uh, Henry Cavill shooting at Tom Cruise. But uh, like you said, Mike, just some of the set, the set pieces, the the setups, some of the situations, um, just crazy and this mo- th- this franchise the only other franchise i can think that has managed to stay as fresh with so many iterations is the uh you know i don't like the franchise is i i respect it fast and furious hmm. mm-hmm. this movie this franchise i mean he could probably as long as he stays young and doesn't break his leg again he could probably squeeze out another three films as long as he stays young as long as he stays young I'm okay. speaking metaphorically, so I let me maybe let me Stop. let me explain. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to. As long as he, shade. as long as he's able to, you know, he seems ageless. As long as he can keep that up, he will be. He he, he can probably crank out another three of these films. So those are my oh, okay. those are my four. Those are only three I could uh, four I could come up with as as good films that I films that I uh, enjoyed and probably would buy on um, Blu-ray. All right. Any sort of honorable mentions? Uh, not really. I I got some categories. Other categories. We'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into other ones. We'll get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Big Sexy. Did you see any movies this year that was like, man, these are the ones? Well, if we're doing, you know, categories, um, things I enjoyed the most, uh, like you, Mike, I enjoyed blind spotting immensely, you know, because it talks about gentrification. It was shot in Oakland. I know exactly where they shot it because I grew up in Oakland. And it was just <clears throat> really well done. Infinity War, Marvel doing what Marvel does. Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther, to me, captured a lot of... Oh, what are those types of movies back in the 50s they used to do? Like Ten Commandments, that, that giant mm-hmm. scope, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I loved how they did that. And the surprising one for me that I enjoyed, believe it or not, I enjoyed Ocean's 8. Hmm, that surprised it. me. You know, it was all the ladies doing their thing and getting their, their thief on, and it was done very well. Deadpool 2 was even better than Deadpool 1. Now, when you talk about a Deadpool film, this is not for young people. Now, I've, I've been told they, they recut it to make it PG now. Yeah, that ain't going to work. You need to go see the unrated version and laugh it up. <laughs> you know, I dug Mission Impossible Fallout. But on the other under other end of the scale, overrated. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Sorry to bother you. I expected a whole lot more. You know, it looked like a cheap indie film to me. I, I was really underwhelmed. Let's talk about that movie a little bit, Q. I know you really love it, and I know a lot of people. I, I was looking on some lists online, and it's on the top ten for a lot of people. I can see why, to to, to a degree. And I don't know, I guess I had such high expectations, I guess, going in, because I know that you had liked it, Q, and I think Afroner liked it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, and I could tell what it was trying to do. Like, I was like, okay, I was getting some of it, but I just felt like, and, and it's funny, you, you bring up the word sort of cheap or something. It does kind of feel like, to me, the I don't know if it's the parody or the spoofing parts, I just didn't, it felt like they weren't, fully fleshed it was almost too absurd or something i was like i don't know what world this is in i can understand if it's trying to be sort of a tongue-in-cheekish a little bit but it almost felt like it was a little too uh fake or something and then when you get to the whole thing with the big reveal and stuff i tuned the fuck out when that happened because i was like get the fuck out of here it it looked too cheap to me first of all and I'm like, I can respect the balls to do that, go in that direction. I just didn't feel like it earned it to me. And I don't know, it was something about the guy. Well, what's his name? The lead character, or the actor? Lakeith Stansfield. Lakeith. I, I mean, I like him, but I don't know. For some reason, I just couldn't buy him in this role or something. I don't know. It was something weird about the movie. just felt ache or something to me and it's interesting to me this movie and dead spotting they're very similar in, in in terms of the tone and aesthetic of the movie blind spotting excuse me is not some sci-fi or funny type shit but they seem to they kind of target the same audience to me a little bit uh, but i don't know for some reason i just not could not get into sorry to bother you after a certain point, I understand what it was trying to say, and I and I like the messages of it, but I just felt like it was too cheap, 
or something and I was irritated with the lead character and it was just too much uh, you know when they do the white person voice whatever they call it I can't I, it pulled me out I was like there's no logical explanation for this is this just pure fantasy it's like okay and I felt like Ghost was wasted in the movie the act you know the guy yeah. I just was like he's not doing he's anything the, uh, the black guy that works at the Upstairs. Oh, oh, oh. One with the eye patch. I just thought he was wasted because he's a great actor, and I was like, "Yeah, he's not really doing anything." Uh, I, I, I don't know. It was just, it was okay to me, but I definitely well, did was, not like it. But go ahead. It was an abstract film, and I think its art house look served that well. I think if it had tried to be some high gloss piece of work, it, I'm speaking for myself. I probably would have thought it was corny as well. I thought the fact that it, I mean, you, so one of you or Big Sexy said uh, it looked cheap and whatever like that. Well, She's to me, the special have, effects, the well, stuff looked saying, cheap. That's what looked cheap to me. The the satire effects of the things they were doing, it felt cheap. Of course, the horses look fucking ridiculous. But I think uh, She's Gotta Have It looked cheap too, but it was brilliant. She's Gotta Have It was cheap. As was uh, blind spotting, but that was the look, you know, that wasn't defining of the film. Sorry to bother you, just didn't look well put together, man. It looked chintzy and it came across as chintzy. Uh, the I story didn't, uh, didn't help it. Yeah, I, I have I to. <laughs> yeah, I have to co-sign with you. I, I did not get that at all. But then again, I've only seen it once, and it was months ago. So maybe if I look at it again, I might see what you guys are talking about. But I, I thought it was uh, well shot. I thought it was fresh. I didn't think it was funny either, personally. The reason I like I, I, the main reason it was, was comedy. <laughs> well, I thought there was parts where they were trying to be. Funny. It just I, I couldn't take it serious, and I, I was like, I was supposed to laugh at some of this. I don't know. I, I I have much respect for Boots Riley, though. Let me be very clear. Can I just say three things? Sure, go ahead. Three 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 reasons I liked it. One, uh, I like this new wave of black tourism where you see black people telling stories that we don't typically see, and I, I'm. Even though I might not, even though Donald Glover is hot and cold to me, I respect that he is willing to tell stories that you don't really see often involving black people. And I respect that about this movie. Two, I think the actors put their balls out in the line These the, the, to play the roles that they did. It, the brave, brave, very brave performances. And three, it was fresh, unique. I couldn't predict anything. And that's what really took it over the top for me. I get tired of walking into these movies knowing beat by beat what's going to happen and maybe a, a, a special effect impresses me or maybe there's a there's a plot point that i didn't know about but you know you know when iron man starts his fight it starts the movie he's going to get in trouble at the end he's probably going to win or be triumph except for the last avengers of course but uh i don't know it, it was unpredictable throughout and i love that about it i i say i don't know so i'm going to compare it to spike lee because that's what the director did right to me, this movie reminded me. The only Spike Lee movie this movie reminded me of was uh, what's that one that was a musical not a couple years ago? Chirac. It reminded me of Chirac. Uh, I might see Chirac then. I thought that was hard. I, uh, I heard uh, it was hard. It, it, it was <laughs> in, in, in a certain way. It was, but I can respect what it's trying to do. But it 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 lives in a world that this movie probably can sort of 
live in because not really reality uh but it's sort of on a hyper level of it but i look at it exactly the same way but but if comparing to Chirac, if Chirac and you talk about the unpredictability part, the only thing I couldn't predict in that movie, and, and this, sorry to bother you, was the horse thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, if a, any movie was to be unpredictable like that, and I didn't believe, I was, just as this movie did, I put up my middle finger. I was like, man, stop it. And even if I'm like, okay, let me see how they deal with it. And when he goes back to talk to the white dude, and he's like, and I'm like, how do you not scream to the world in a more believable manner to me that this shit is going on? I just felt like once he realized what was going on and then he wants to tell people about it, them accepting like, oh, the white guy's doing the experiment, you know, doing this thing. It's no big deal. I just couldn't. I couldn't. First of all, I couldn't believe. What was the name of that stay, that one area where you work and you live? What did they call that again? In the movie? Cannot remember, but I know what you're you know what I'm talking about. about. Like that, that whole the Google space. Yeah, that whole concept. I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay. Well, wait, what it, are you talking about? Um, you lost. You know me. where they they were housing people, where they lived there, and then they worked in the same building, and they lived oh, in the vaguely. bunk beds. Vaguely, yeah. That concept. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I okay. thought it was a brilliant sort of spoof thing, but it to me it was like it was done. I couldn't believe it in that world. Like, how are they not questioning this shit? Like, they just, it was in a different reality where even just a basic question of how is this even possible doesn't seem to be answered. And I don't understand the ground rules of it. It was just like, it's just, it's, it's funny. It was just, it was just, uh, you know, satirical. I was like, okay, but okay, I'll let that one slide. But once it got to the horse thing, I just couldn't let it slide anymore. I was like, Come on, man, you're pushing it too far. And I'll be honest with you, the very ending of it was double middle fingers. When when he's at the <laughs> when he's at the gate as a horse, we're coming in. I was like, man, this is some if Friday, if you know, you're just watching this movie, it's funny, and then if Craig and them niggas turned into pigs or something and was gonna run down <laughs> on uh Debo, you'd be like, this is bullshit. Or Spike Lee on Do the Right Thing, all of a sudden they turned and it was aliens came to fight for black people. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But Mike, that, those movies didn't start off having a certain offbeat kilter to them. So yeah, you would. No, 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 no. Uh, neither did this one, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, the white voice. That one right there told you this. When the, guy's, when the guy's desk crashes into someone's living room and the two people are fucking. That told you. Well, that right was, there. to me, that was a, what do you call it when you just said something? That was a, a a a thing that you can do in movies where you're illustrating this is what he's thinking. It ain't. Exactly. I don't take that literally right, like it's, that it's happened. Still, it's, I know you don't. To me, it's still, like when Batman be Superman. Like some people are idiots. They how does Bruce Wayne fly in the air with the bat? Nigga, it's that's not reality. That's how I took that scene you described. I didn't take that as actually happening. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. But the horses were. So that's what I'm saying. I can, no, no, I'm I saying can, the whole movie's not real. No, 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 no. I, I know that. I'm not being Drax. What I'm saying is I can look past the white voice because I'm like, this is just sort of an interpretation of what they're thinking. I don't mean they're physically doing that. Now, this movie tries to maybe say that they were. I was like, I'll give you at least that one. But like you just said, the thing with the uh, desk coming desk. down, I didn't take that as reality. I just seemed like, a lot of movies do that type of thing where they sort of illustrate something that's going on. But the horses were real in that world. 
I couldn't buy that. It was a little too much for me. And I just didn't feel like, it just felt so left field. I was like, well, there's only one way this movie can go at this point. It's just wacky. And it ends wacky to me. Like the very end. I just thought that was corny. Oh, he does turn into a horse. And now they're going to bum rush the house. So, okay. Some people going to buy that. That's fine. I just couldn't buy it, man. But I, I, just, I respect his vision and what he's trying to do something different. I'm not mad at that. I just thought the execution. And again, I'm saying this with the bias that he's coming at Spike Lee. The execution, that ain't it, homeboy. You ain't even in the same, you're not even in the same caliber of Spike. You did one movie. Pump your brakes, get you a body of work, at least more than one, then talk shit. There's no way in hell. You can't even go at, you, what, was, what was that movie I said? Chirac. You can't even do Chirac. Let alone do the right thing, Mo Better Blues, Malcolm, stop it. You had one movie, don't let them gas you up that big. Stop it. It's too dark. You, you black, you're an older black dude anyway. You ain't supposed to be talking Greek. That, that's kind of why I'm probably <laughs> more so going hard on them. Stop, pump your brakes. That's like this nigga coming out with an album today. It was that like Ed Sheeran and then talking greasy on Michael Jackson. Like, man, pump your brakes, nigga. You ain't even, <laughs> you ain't even did uh, Invincible yet, let alone talking about black off the wall thriller. This ain't even do the right thing level. I mean, this ain't even. Uh, school days levels. Stop it. <laughs> Fuck that. Nobody likes that movie. Right, that's what I'm saying. But they ain't even. <laughs> but you. But 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 but, but 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 that has classics in school days though. There's classics classic scenes in that. We're not niggas. Uh, dancing scenes, and that was his second movie. So man, please, man, his next movie. If he do something, then I'll be like, I might, I might pull back on this movie. And be like, all right. All right. But him talking greasy on Spike, no, I'm cool. I, I feel you. Like when it when it got to the horses, I I, I was waiting because I'm hearing all of these people big up this film, and I'm watching and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and then the it lost me with the scene when the guy was like nigga, 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 and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I thought that mind was kind of funny. <laughs> I'm the only black person in the theater with all these white people, and then I, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I had to give them the look like you laughing too hard, homie. <laughs> <laughs> too hard, <laughs> you know. And so it, it maybe it went over my head. Maybe I'm not as enlightened, whatever. But yeah, it just was there, and I walked out like, okay, it's a story that's being told to somebody, but it, I didn't get it. I get what he's trying to do, though. I mean, I I I, I like that whole premise. It just I don't know. But again, I'm not mad that other people like it. That's, that's just my opinion. I I, I respect you putting it on his top ten, though. Actually, and I do. I'm not clowning. Yeah, for me, the best thing about that movie was the relationship between Tessa Thompson and uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I I love that whole arc. Other than that, I was like, yeah. Mm. I want to uh, add another movie to my like list, and I'm not gonna say I like this movie, but it was better than I thought it should have been. For what it was, it made me laugh, <laughs> and I got it was night school. You saw that? I just felt like seeing, <laughs> I felt like. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You you yeah. saw night school? You talking about the one with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish? No, the one with the one with <laughs> Kenneth Branagh and. Uh, well, I hope so, because I'm like you talk yes, a lot. Of shit. When, when did you see this? Kevin Hart. When did you see this, kid? 
when it came out. Hilarious! What? Wow! <laughs> no, I don't think we heard anything about that. I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm the one saying that. I, you know, if they ever do, uh, I'm getting that Afro nerd because um, we talk about. Uh, he talks about they should do Nubia. Mar uh, DC should do introduce Nubia, and I'm like, let Tiffany Haddish audition for that role. She's kind of a minstrel, but she could if she could do dramatic. She's got the physicality. I'd love to see her do that. So just to go back to night school, so you saw this movie and liked it. It was it was a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I put it that way. Hilarious. <laughs> it was stupid. I'm not gonna lie, but I laughed a certain. I liked seeing um, Mary. I think Marilyn Rashka. I think that's her name uh, from uh, 24. Hmm. She played Chloe on 24. No wonder you was caping for Kevin. Well, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know she was uh, a comedian, but she was funny. And then Rob Riggle, he's pretty funny. Hilarious. All right. Well, there you go. So you like the white people in the movie. Well, I know you never mentioned that movie, and I, 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 may, I could be wrong. I get the impression that you would clown somebody to go see something like this. So it's just out of the way. You know, for you to say that, it's funny. I might. I might. <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. I need to see. I'm, see? I ain't seen a movie in a long time. <laughs> Let me go see some cone shit. Let me go. <laughs> Let me see some buffoonery. I probably, uh, I'm going to see a Kevin Hart movie. I'd probably rather see. Uh, I would. I should, probably should have gone seeing Central Intelligence, but uh, I want. I want to see what the Tiffany Haddish thing was all about because I'd never seen <laughs> Girls Trip at that point. And I would recommend you see that movie. I thought that was hilarious. But I did. I did see it. I didn't like that movie. That oh, really? Interesting. Too predictable. Too pre and Night School wasn't. Well, it was too. You're right. <laughs> it was stupid. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if someone said, "Mike, how the hell did you like that movie?" I'd hang my head in shame. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, let's get into our. Oh, hey. do we? I'm sorry, I'm missing something. Hey. My bad. We started talking so long. Go ahead. <sighs> and I got interrupted. That's okay. <laughs> there we go. Go ahead. So I just had seven. I just say top movies that I thought were great, and then my honorable mentions. My seven. I know I'm gonna get clown, but I don't give a fuck. Fuck up. Fuck y'all. Solo. Best movie since Return oh, Star Wars movie since Return God. of the Jedi. <laughs> loved it. Uh, loved it. Loved hey, it. Loved it. Loved own it. Loved it. Go ahead and own it. Number six, I know I'm gonna get clowned again, but fuck y'all. I got kids and they loved it. And I, I enjoyed I sat in that theater next to my boy, nine years old, and we watched the movie. And he was like, Oh, now I get it. Christopher Robin. Absolutely love that film. Never heard Maybe it's because <sighs> Maybe it's because, you know, I'm Aunt Pooh and I took my name from her. And he actually leaned <sighs> over to me and was like, Winnie the Pooh, like Aunt Pooh. I was like, Yeah. Oh, oh, is this a? I didn't. I didn't know what this was. This is a Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I had no idea. This movie. Not had, mad at this. Okay. This movie has so much heart. It has so much charm. I shed a couple of tears. I'm not gonna even lie. Damn. And it was. It was just amazing. The first 20 minutes, I got a little choked up because Winnie the Pooh was walking around the 100-acre ranch, and he was like looking for all of his friends. And I'm looking like, oh man, he did poo like that. Damn. Damn, love the movie. Great movie, whatever. Uh, number five, The Hate You Give. I don't know what more I can add to it other than when that white chick was sitting in the living room and they were telling about the cop and apparently all the stuff they were going through. And she was like, that poor family. I wanted to jump through the fucking screen and strangle that bitch. <laughs> I was like, that poor family. And she said, she said exactly what I said. He's dead. I'm like, what? So anyway, 
the first purge. I know it's not technically great. I mean, as far as produced, but I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. Uh, number three, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Love that film. Mm-hmm. I know it's not as good as the book. I actually started the first hundred. I think I got to the first hundred page and it was, the movie came out. I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> but I liked it. Number two, Avengers Affinity War. I don't know what more I can add. Black Panther, number one. My honorable mentions are Sorry to Bother You, Blind Spotting. I forgot about that one until Mike reminded me. Venom, yes, I liked it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Black Handsman and I, and two that you guys no one's name. One was Tag. I know it was a goofy ass white comedy, but it was done so well. That was with uh, Jeremy Winner, uh, Hannibal Burris, and a couple other SNL alums. Love that film. That was really surprisingly a good film. And the Netflix film, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Y'all need to see it. The first. Let me ask you, was that good? That was really good. The first two uh, um, stories, amazing. I think it was. Uh, it, I would put those. The, I would put those up against any film out there. What's it about? It kinda, it's like um, it's a Coen Brothers film where they have a series of uh, western tales. So the first one where this this goofy looking uh, cowboy comes into town and he's an outlaw and just gets the wrecking shot shot. That was dope. And then the next one with James Franco, who I really don't care for, but he was dope in this too, where he kept trying to outrun getting hanged and he always kept getting in the same scenario. Dope as hell as well. Y'all should watch that one. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get into some of our worst movies of the year. I'm going to do mine quickly here. Uh, One of them is the Meg. Meg, the the shark movie. It It was pretty bad. Um, I'm sorry, I had to put sorry to bother you on my list. Just wasn't feeling it. Uh, Solo. Hurts me to do this because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to have a Star Wars movie on it every year. But, man, that that was just a bad look for Lucas Arts films, whatever. I just And I tried to watch it again. Like I was like, okay, maybe I saw the theater and I sat at home and I couldn't even get through it. It's just boring. Ugh. I hate that I don't like it. I hate it. Uh, skyscraper, a rock, trash, straight trash. <laughs> I, I paid to go see that. That's bad. <laughs> um, and then these last two movies, they fit in the what was the movie? The no, I put these in the no good deeds category. No, no good niggas. Uh, traffic. Uh, traffic was the one with Omar Epps and Paula Patton. Oh man, I feel bad. I like that movie. Uh, I, it's guilty pleasure parts in that, but it was bad to me. It's, uh, it should have been better. And then breaking in the one with uh, <laughs> what's her name? Just had the baby. Well, Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. Yeah, so, stop it. We gotta stop making movies. <laughs> but those are my worst. Uh, Let me get and, check. And poop. Go ahead. Well, I only have three, and I, I know this is gonna uh, wrinkle some feathers. Uh, the Predators. That movie was I kind of liked it, but I can I can see that. We waited 14 years for this movie, and I was hyped. I was like, "Yeah, come on, Pixar!" And you gave us this fucking trash called The Incredibles 2. Mm, so disappointing. Wow. And my last one is sorry to put this on there. Deadpool 2. Wow, this is what it is. Yeah, that, was, that movie was bad. Other than them sky, them uh, 
uh, jumping out of the plane. Everything else was bad about that movie. All right. Uh, Q? Well, <clears throat> I have four worst movies and five disappointing movies. Okay. Uh, so, worst movies, whew, I can't even put them in order. I would say this is probably my least worst movie, but Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Mm. Uh, it was my worst when it came when I first saw it, but then some other movies came off the top it. Uh, I'm looking at Wrinkle in Time. I feel like I wasted, that was a waste of money <laughs> to mm. go see that movie. That movie was horrible. Solo, how mm. do you fuck up that? Mm. Well, I know how you fuck it up. You try to recast Harrison Ford and you try to do it in the first place. That's how you do that. And then easily, easily the worst movie of the year, Venom. Really? That movie was garbage. Mm. Absolute garbage. And the one, what's funny is the one thing I did like about the movie, everyone else didn't like, and that was... Uh, the performance of um, the Indian dude. I can't think of his name. Who played uh, the main right, bad right, guy. Right. I can't think of his name. Gar- absolute garbage. That made me want to go see Jurassic Park again. That's how bad that was. Uh, then there's some movies that were lukewarm to disappointing. I got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm. I got The Incredibles 2. Black Klansman. Ready Player One. And Proud Mary. With Proud Mary, Proud probably. Mary. The one with Taraji. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that one at all. You went to that the theater movie? and saw that? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, I'm just trying to like. Maybe you got to support black businesses. I, 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 and I, I, maybe I need to get on code. I'm sorry. That's shit. Because like, Q was out here seeing all black movies. I guess after them whippings he got last year, he's like, let me go and support the. One to Tiffany Haddish, please. <laughs> <laughs> that remind me of seeing a, a do the right thing. You pay for this shit in American dollars? <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna see I'm gonna see a black woman doing John Wick. And I was all mm. in for that. Okay. And I got some stupid ass trying to be Godfather movie. Like, stop. What are you doing? Mm. So yeah, now I got some want to sees I'm looking forward to, but uh I can hold off if you prefer. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so movies that I, that I, that came out this year that I I'm ashamed to say I did not see and want to see uh Death of Stalin this by Armando Yanucci. he did um In the Loop which came out about 6 years ago and he does he writes for uh Veep the one with Julia the the HBO show with Julia Louis Dreyfus is he he does a lot of political comedy uh sat, political satire and his writing is whip smart and it's very fast, and I just love it. Right. What's funny? Did you did you write that? Say that, or is that? You <laughs> <laughs> said whip smart. Are yeah, you I said re- that. Oh, okay. That's funny. Uh, I I'm wanted to see Crazy Rich Asians just to just you know just to support because Asians get mm-hmm. they they getting hosed in cinema all the time. Uh, <laughs> they get hosed really. Oh, you mean they get holes and like they don't get the representation? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Let's step. Up. Let's let's get. You that said just a support. <laughs> oh, um, I hope they keep the same. I'm just. I'm stopped. Let me stop. <laughs> you finished? <laughs> I am. I'm sorry, sir. I <laughs> uh, want to see widows. 
Even though everybody's trying to come yeah. down on my girl Viola, I'm, I'm you know, let's can we stop it? How are they coming down on her for what? She made a comment about um you know, I'm a black dark-skinned black woman and I'm in a scene making love to Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. And everyone's saying, "Why are you playing the bedwin? Why are you acting like the bedwin?" Interesting. So, interesting. You know, I'm like all she's saying is that you don't see that 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 often in Hollywood. That, and everyone's saying that she's ashamed of her blackness. You don't say, that, "Oh, I'm black, but they still hired me to to make love to Liam Neeson." Anyway, and the last one is uh, blind spotting. I've just I probably want to see that just because of our, what you guys have said about it. Yeah, Holly Berry got an Oscar for doing what Viola did. Oh well, she's uh, nah. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> she ain't on that movie. Make me feel good. <laughs> Viola ain't Come doing on, all that. Said. Come on now. No, it's just saying you don't see that. I'm like, well, yeah, she got a reward, award for that. You don't. Nah, she, said, she didn't get a reward dark, for being dark-skinned women doing that. Yeah, yeah. She's dark. Dark skin, her natural kinky hair. That's that was she was she, and everyone thought she was downgrading herself, but she's not. She was saying you don't see Everybody someone don't like think me that. doing that with white men or men of other races in Hollywood because they don't allow it. She actually she says this. There's a quote that uh, I don't know the exact quote, but I, I think I kind of paraphrased. Is this that. like in the last couple of days? Because I've seen her name on the headline, but I just it's didn't. In the read last it. couple of weeks. Oh, last, last couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. All right. And then uh, looking forward to Lion King, the uh, live action. Oh, well, not live. Uh, CGI. Oh, does that come out this year? I don't think this year, but I'm looking oh. forward to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, Captain Marvel. I can't believe I'm saying that, but Captain Marvel. Okay. All right. That looks like some hot bullshit, the first trailer. But the second one, I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. All right. Well, speaking of trailers, just just to shift real quick, we're going to come back to the movies. You brought up a Marvel trailer. What did we all think of the Avengers Endgame trailer? Well, for me, I saw it, I saw it and I I can't remember hardly anything about it. I just that says it all. Interesting. I didn't really show that much, but go ahead. Uh, I liked it. <clears throat> okay. You know, I liked the fact they had Iron Man in this in the little space capsule. Talking to his helmet, recording this may be it, you know. So I like it. The only thing I didn't like was the end where they had Scott Lang Ant Man. I don't like Paul Rudd to begin with, and Ant Man. I'm an old man. Ant Man is Hank Pym. Scott Lang is a thief who stole the suit, and Hank let him keep it, so he ain't shit. <laughs> so Hank Pym got comic. That's how it is, man. And <laughs> uh, what did you think? Well, for me, it was disappointing because after all this hype and build up for this trailer, they delayed it from Monday and then from Wednesday. And then when I saw it, I was like, wait, that's it? A bunch of pretty much it was a bunch of reaction shots to the Avengers watching Infinity War, if you ask me. You know, everybody's all solemn and and it does give you a good sense of how the film is going to go, where it's a little bit more serious. You, you, you have all the stakes. We're gonna. It's going to be a continuation. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to be jokey, jokey. We're going to try to uh, relieve some of the tension with a uh, Robert Downey Jr. quip here and there. It's serious, and you know it's going to have some emotional weight to it. But for the most part, the trailer just left me like, okay, you could have kept this shit. I could have just waited till April at this point if that's what you're going to show me. Hmm. I 
I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I admit it, it doesn't show much. I personally don't want them to show much. Uh, but I thought it was cool. I like seeing, okay, Iron Man is, you know, still out there. He's trying to get back home. We get to see Cap. And uh, what's her name? Always. Uh, what's the chick's uh, name? Scarlet Witch. Scarlet. I'm sorry, Black Widow. See, there you go. Black Widow. Uh, I, you know, I say, okay, they dealing with the aftermath. You know, Thor was just kind of sitting there you know in his regular in regular human clothes i don't want to see a lot about what's going to happen that's the one thing about these movies that sometimes they either put too much or they put stuff that ain't in the movie in these trailers personally if it was the me this would be all they need to show we gonna buy tickets anyway i would just love to walk in just knowing what they show and amaze the hell out of me i don't know what to expect uh, but I didn't have any. It's a teaser trailer, so it wasn't like the story type trailer. The movie don't come out for like another hundred and something days, so I don't want to see too much anyway. Like it's too long to be showing all this shit. But you know, it was cool. In game, okay. But to be honest, they didn't have. If they didn't show me nothing, I'd be buying a ticket just as quickly as they went on sale to begin with. Uh, I'm all in. Cause at this point, I want to know what happens next. Uh, it's the Avengers, man. It's Ruzos. It's probably their last one for for a while. I want to see what they do moving forward with this movie. So it was cool. It was a teaser trailer. You know, I do like this. I will say that I did sort of like this more than the Captain and Marvel trailer. Uh, but I don't hate on the Captain Marvel thing. I just don't really know what to expect. So I I just want to see the movie. You know, I'm curious to how she will play in the Avengers because um, right now I could care less about the character but again I haven't seen it so I, I do want to see that movie too I'm just trying to figure out why is why did they make Black Widow a blonde mm-hmm. oh that's right she was like with red hair huh mm-hmm. I don't know maybe they'll explain it it, it looks like it looks like, the, it looks like Zack Snyder directed, is going to direct this one I wish, if, if only <laughs> seriously if no. only Zach wow. is my dude. In terms of like, if he was in charge of the action and the look of it, I, I'm all in. Let somebody else write it. I'll, I'll be all in, man. Zach is my mm-hmm. guy. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, any worst movies from Ant Pooh? Or did we do yours? Oh, yeah, I already gave mine. Oh, okay. Uh, Big Sexy? I got two. <clears throat> uh, I've already talked about uh, Sorry to Bother You. I was, you know, just expecting a lot more. But the worst movie by leaps and bounds of this year. I doubt any of you guys have actually seen it because it is that bad. John Travolta and Gotti. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of this movie. Oh, <laughs> damn. Man. I was oh, about- that was bad. Hey, hey, Big Sexy, I remember about a few months ago, I was about, because I love gangster shit, right? Mm-mm. I was about to go see the movie, and then I got on Rotten Tomatoes, so I think I saw 1%. Like, huh? <laughs> was it that bad, man? It is that bad. Yes. What yeah. made it so bad? Everything. Now, you saw this in the theaters? Are you joking? As much as I like the Entourage you know, guys, uh, Kevin Connolly, the guy who plays E in Entourage, wrote and directed it. Uh-oh. Dude, stay in your lane, player. Stay in your lane. This ain't for you. He couldn't direct worth a damn. Travolta was terrible as Gotti. The move, the, the story was terrible. 
I'm, I'm watching them waiting. Okay, this is some gangster stuff. I'm expecting to see, you know, some Goodfellas, some Godfather. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. This movie was some bullshit. Mm. I defy anyone to come within any magnitude or stink close to this. It is that bad. Solo or Citizen Kane compared to this. Golly, man. Come on, man. <laughs> John Travolta, man. He didn't fail down, man. I gotta see this movie now. Not well. He did that. He did that. Um, OJ. What was that? The story. Of OJ? When he oh, played no, that was... Kardashian. Right. No. He oh, that, that was Mac, that was Macbeth compared to this. <laughs> He's got a number of straight to. He didn't play Kardashian. He played. Um. Uh, that was David Schwimmer. I can't remember what character he played. Uh. Well. Uh, speaking of TV, we gotta jump into TV a little bit. <sighs> There was a lot of great things that was on TV this year. Uh, some of my favorites, uh, one of my absolute favorites of this year for me personally was the Bobby Brown movie on uh, BET. I thought that was phenomenal, man. Um, shit had me in tears on the last part. just thought it was well acted. I thought for a biotype pick, they nailed it. I thought they nailed Whitney. They, will, they nailed Bobby. Uh, I was all into that. Some of the best TV I've seen in a while for TV movies. Um, other things on TV that I really enjoyed was The the Shy uh, on Showtime earlier this year. I thought that was a great series. Um, I also liked Atlanta's season. I thought it was some classic episodes in there this season. Um, the Biggie and Tupac uh, unsolved thing i don't know what channel that was i really enjoyed that i thought that was usa, USA. i th thought that was really good from the russell poles perspective or pool excuse me mm. uh what else did i uh for me it's not a guilty pleasure i love this shit green leaf <laughs> season oh, three oh, oh. <laughs> I, was, I tried I, watching that shit. really man. you couldn't get into oh man no. i love i love it love it uh great season this year bought it uh, Jack Ryan on Amazon, thought that was great. Uh, what's what's my man's name? The brother. Um, uh, he was on The Wire. Window. Window Pierce. I, man, he always does his thing. And lastly, uh, oh, what, what, what was he in? What was he in? Jack the Jack Ryan series on. Uh, that was Showtime, right? Uh, Amazon. Right, Amazon. Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Amazon. And then lastly, for me, uh, I just got into the show, but season. Two was this year's Ozark. Uh, man, I felt like I was living there. I watched that so much. Uh, I tried to watch that too. My, I, it's, I mean, I got to two or three episodes. I'm like, eh. I love it's it. too I slow. Know. It's too slow for me. And that, I like uh, you call that slow. That's I, like Jason, I like Jason Bateman too. That to me is fast paced. Like, but you know, each his own. But I, I love Ozark. I can't wait for season three. But those are my picks for TV. Uh, Q Strong, do you have any? TV picks? Uh, man. I mean, I'm enjoying Supergirl. Uh, I'm, I'm liking Flash, but they get corny <laughs> as hell. Uh, I'm trying to think. What do I watch on TV anymore? Um, what, what, some, oh, Walking Dead. I think Walking Dead is, start, is, uh, is, is re revitalized. They're doing the Whisperer storyline. And, uh, one one of the major characters got killed in the last episode in the season mid season finale, and I think 
I I gotta I gotta tip my hat to the producers with uh what's his name? Uh Andy Lincoln gone as Rick Grimes. I was like, okay, this this show's done. Nah, man, they went out with a bang. I can't wait for that to come back. And um I honestly can't most of the other stuff I watch now is like political stuff, so like uh real time with Bill Maher and um what's your man's name? John Oliver, the last week tonight. Never heard of him. Now I let me just say this. <laughs> Uh, they, Star Trek, they've been doing these uh, short treks, and we're going to review this tomorrow. Big Sexy, catch it up. Check it, please. If I can find it, I'd watch it. Um, I think season two is going to be some straight up bullshit. Because <laughs> we, we, they put out three of these pieces of shit so far, and this last one, they managed to top how fucking bullshit they are. I mean, what's I, bad I, about I, it? Nothing fucking happens. It's it's like this this little. It's like the. I mean, I love an art piece. I like I like. Sorry to bother you, right? But um, this is Star Trek. We they they're doing these little fucking, uh, little uh, dramatic pieces and all on their art art house shit. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is Star Trek. And it, the last one that came out a couple nights ago. It does something that goes totally against everything I know about Star Trek. Now, Star Trek Discovery has been doing that since the first season. And it's like, okay, I get you. I understand. It's a licensing issue why you can't show certain things. But you're, you're trying to do a whole new version of Star Trek for the 21st century. I feel you. But now they're changing shit. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Hmm. It's ridiculous. So I guess that's a pre-preview of what we're going to talk about on the red shirts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, and Pooh, any TV highlights? Uh, well, I'm surprised you and Mark didn't bring up Titans. Like, dude. Oh, oh I yeah. haven't gone yet. Jesus, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I got a, a list of them. Black Lightning, I think it's oh, still, yeah, doing Black good. The that. Gifted, they've Dave went left, and it's like, what the hell? It was still good. Um, the Get Down finished up this second part of the season. I loved it. The what? Uh, the Get Down. Is that the one on Netflix? Yeah. I thought that was like last year, though. Okay. No, no. It started. There was one this year, and then when uh, the second season came out this year. Really? I haven't heard anybody talk about that. Okay. Not the second season, but the second half of the first season. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I forgot all about this one. Seven seconds. Uh, oh Daredevil. yeah, that yeah. was this, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Daredevil, Luke Cage, I liked them, uh, and I know uh, another one that actually got me to buy YouTube's uh, Red, uh, Cobra Kai. Ah, I never finished that, but yeah, that was good. Was good. Amazing series. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm mad. Like when when we gonna get the uh, the release date for season two? And I know I'm gonna get clowned for these, but oh well. Damn it, I got a teenager. She. Hits me on these things. Well, you know, I uh, love how you try to like push them off. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> uh, the Good Place. That's a really good series. It's about uh, these people that that uh, died, and they supposedly go to the Good Place, and they, uh, one of them uh, isn't supposed to be there. They actually was a mistake, and then they find out that they're actually in the bad place. It's on season three. Got renewed for season four. I love the show, even with problematic ass Ted Danson. Uh, everything sucks. It's a coming of age middle school show. I love it. I know. I need to get a tampon. I know. Whatever. 
13 Reasons Why. Yes, it's another team melodrama. But what I will say, Netflix does it well. Although they don't want to give you a good um, uh, courtroom outcome. And my last one, which I rightfully deserve to be clowned over, is Insatiable. It's uh, about this uh, fat chick that got thin and decided to go into the world of pageantry. I watched some of that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mark. Yes. Great Saved him. <laughs> I have a it's question. A good, it's, it's, a most, it's a real, it's a soap opera drama, but goddammit, you, you, episode to episode, there's cliffhangers where you're like, what the fuck? I, I got to see what happens next. I can respect I'm, that. I'm, I'm curious. So that, that's, that's the second comedic actor you kind of said fuck you to. So what's the what's the deal? What do you have against Jerry Seinfeld and Ted Danson? Well, Ted Danson famously did that blackface with his uh, bedwinch Whoopi Goldberg sitting next to him for the Friars Club. But they ain't that bad. I'm sorry, go ahead. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> one, he tried to redeem Michael Richards. Two, I just don't think he's that funny. And three, this whole, oh, well, the, com- the college students, they need to grow up and the, the comedy, it's just comedy. Let's fuck, shut the fuck up. If you cannot do comedy without assault, uh, insulting and offending people with racist or homophobic jokes, then you're just not that funny. So fuck him. Don't Jerry, come at Don't Jerry come at Racist or homophobic jokes. Yeah. That's well, great. I, I I'm, I'm not saying that. he did. I'm not saying he's doing it, but he's going at quote unquote millennials who want safe spaces and is sensitive and all that bullshit. <laughs> because because they're like, yo, we don't like the, the type of shit. We don't like these comedians with their racist, homophobic bullshit. And he's going at them for that. And my thing is like, Jerry, shut the fuck up. It's 2018. If you can't tell a joke without doing something homophobic or racist, then you're he just does. not funny. He doesn't. Then he should shut the fuck up. Pretty simple. Okay. Okay. Fuck that dude. He ain't funny. Okay. He's worth. He's not funny money. to me either, but I never really watch him for shit. So I, 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 <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't. I don't disparage him nor cape for him. I just indifferent. I'm sorry, Q. What did you say? I said he's worth about 800 million. But okay. Oh, so it, by the, your logic, you say just because you made money, it doesn't give me the value, right? Well, you've you've made, used that argument. He made that money off of a TV show that is probably. But you said you said I didn't get finished though. I didn't get. Go ahead. Go ahead. But you said just because it's made money doesn't give the validity of what they've done. I think it uh, makes them more valid than just fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Y'all won. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, didn't they announce, was it one of the Kardashian girls or was on the cover of some fortune or something? Like she made a billion dollars or something crazy? Or... Yeah, her company. With the the lips thing, yeah. I mean, a lot of people got money, but that don't mean. Shit, Britney well, Spears had a lot of money, but try. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, was that all of your picks? Yep. All right. Uh, we did big sexy. We did everybody right. No, we did not do big oh, sexy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go Damn. ahead, sir. <laughs> all right. TV. A lot of things are cooking this year. TV. Daredevil season three. Magnificent, and mm-hmm. at the same time, American Vandal season two, bullshit. Walking Dead lost a lot of steam with me. Now, granted, I did not finish the second arc of the season or whatever they're doing nowadays, but I do know the whispers are coming up. And just as a book, I didn't like that story in the book either. 
You know, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Walking Dead, it's, it's time to put it to bed. Nah, you gotta finish it first. <clears throat> Get to the midseason finale and, and let me know if you still feel that way. All right. All right. I have to I have to co-sign Mark. The only episode I've watched this season was the one with Andrew Lincoln leaving. And even though I was like, oh, okay, this is a good. I, next episode came, I just skipped it. I just don't have. Hello? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, let's move on. <laughs> uh, things I discovered, again, you know, Mike has always been the, uh, the search line on things like this. Titans, best comic show out there, Period. Last night they did it again. Don't tell me I ain't watching. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> not saying a word. The show is great, uh, and on that premise, tales from the tour bus. Mm. You know, Mike Judge and his little Cinemax right. series that nobody heard of. I damn sure didn't hear of it. But this year it's all on funk, and people are thinking, well, it's animated, so it's not going to be accurate. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. It is great. He's talked about Rick James. Second part of the James Brown one was last night. Next week is the time. He's he's doing a damn thing. And again, a Michael Dean uh, selection. Power. Love it. I am all in on that show. <clears throat> I'm in and popping on power. Uh, <laughs> things that I've been watching, you know, a while. Uh, billions on Showtime. Mm. That's my show. I, I started that, that's my show. I'm all about Axe Capital. That's my dude. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I tried to watch a few different things. I did catch the wrap-up of House of Cards. Yeah, I started okay. that. It, I started halfway through the episode and gave up. It was all right. Atlanta, you know, a lot of great things this year. A lot of great things. Uh, but a lot of things also didn't keep up their momentum. To me, I thought that, um, oh, what's the show? Insecure took a step back. Hmm. Agree. You know, I'm like, you know, this just this isn't wow. working. I thought it took a step forward. No. I was waiting for somebody to mention that because I, I didn't even watch the second season. You didn't miss much. Out. You know, it took a step back. And I, I agree 100%. And I watched um, the, the, the Emmy winner. Oof. The Marvelous Mrs. Mizell on Netflix. See what the big deal is. Me and Patty watched the whole thing. She dug it. I thought it was okay. I don't see an Oscar or um, Emmy grab here. But it was all right. And a lot of the newer TV shows that have premiered this year, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that's, that are out based off that tired trope of middle-aged or, or late 30-something, early 40-something ensemble groups all having drama. You know, the one out front is This Is Us. Well, This Is Us is This Is Bullshit. You know, ABC <laughs> has one called A Million Little Things. How about A Million Little Pieces of Bullshit? I, I hate them all because, one, they will take, and this is my own old man sexy rant, they will take popular music, from the 80s or 90s, and then make it all acoustic and soft and non-threatening, and I want to hit somebody in the mouth. You know, you can't take Wang Chung, for instance, and make it, everybody have fun. Oh, oh, God. I will kill someone. What are we talking about? <laughs> the shows like that, that, that promote 
that aesthetic. It's, just, it's like back in the 80s, they had um 30-something. A bunch yeah. of people sitting around whining. Man, get off your ass and do something. It was, a great, it was a great show, but nonetheless. Bullshit. A great show. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. You probably didn't hear me. Bullshit. Great show. Well, we'll just have to agree that that's bullshit and move on. Now, <laughs> the one last line again on uh, ABC, a million little things, and and I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be real clear here because I know Anthony will fire me, and I'm not. And I'm not talking about millennials. Mm-hmm. I wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I am not. I'm talking about this aesthetic. And let me let me just draw the picture: craft beer drinking, man bun. Single bike gear riding, never changed a tire in his life, can't change oil. There was a scene in that show last night on a, a million little things. One of the characters' dad comes to help him fix the sink, and he's all, "Hey son, bring out your toolbox." And he's a homeowner. Okay, the dude comes out with a little plastic box that you get on an end cap at like Target of tools. I'm sure we've all seen it for like like five bucks. And Dad looks at him, what is that? This is my toolbox. Oh, Lord, that is not a toolbox. Things like that. Oh, my God. And, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired. <laughs> Mark, Mark is old school. He ain't having it. Archie Bunker. Mike, Mark's going to go eat some ra- uh, raw steak and hop in his Hummer and, get the, and just go all out. Well, I could also eat tofu and get in a you know hybrid, Hilarious. but you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. No, as much as I I kind I like the uh, Parenthood, I'm really mad at it for starting that wave of these um, I, I would call them cry shows. Where oh, thank you. <sighs> the intent is to get you to cry by the end of the episode. <laughs> I, I'm into this. This is us. I I have to call you out and say, Nah, come on. That that was a good one. That, that that's okay, a good. Okay, one. help me out then. But, help me out. You seen the million whole, little things? Have you seen the whole run of This Is Us? Yes, I have. Okay, help me out here. The the woman, the main woman, the heavy set woman, and This Is Us. Yes. When she started seeing Home Skillet, at one Home point skillet. she tracked him down <laughs> and looked at his ex wife who was smoking hot, and then she comes home and cries because his ex wife is hot. Does that make any fucking sense? Everyone doesn't have the same level of self-esteem as you do? It's not about self-esteem. She's in X. She's not even in a ballpark. Why is she tripping behind that? Because people grieve over different things different ways. I don't know. Yeah, I got to admit, Mark, I I got no defense of that. That that was lame. But all I got is she's been dealing with the stuff. But she ain't why I watch the show anyway, so so I don't care. (laughs) Mike, uh, Question for you, like, okay, so I, I think I've said this many times. We've kind of uh, downgraded our uh, cable package just to try to save a little bit of money, mm-hmm. and BET is not one of them. And I'm about to fire Easy News because they ain't got shit on there anymore. I can't I don't, find it. Yeah, I, I, I canceled my action. Yeah. And um, like, I've missed the New Edition story, which was uh, two years ago. Mm. I missed uh, the Bobby Brown story, and when I go to BET. You have to have you have to be a subscriber to BET on your cable package to be able to watch it on the on online. Where do you where can you find these shows? Well, so yeah, that's interesting. The BET ones, I don't have that either. There is a BET app, but you have to you have um, to have BET on your package. No, 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 because I don't have cable at all. 
I'm trying to think how I watched. You know, you know what it was? I think it was the Sling TV app. They have, if you can you know, download that, I put it on my TV, and I think it was like a free, you know, you can watch it for free for seven days or two weeks or something like that. That's how I ended up watching it. We just did the free thing. I mean, and how BET long was is in part of that. Story? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm well, sorry. no, I was saying, and, that, and I did that when Bobby Brown was on, so that's how I watched it. How long ago did that come out? That was pretty recent. It was recent. It was this year, during the summer maybe? Or, yeah. It seemed like it would be on DVD by now. Um, I don't know. I know that you could probably end up, you might be able to either buy or rent it, you know, on something like a Voodoo or, or whatever your thing is sourced, you know, whatever you know thing that you do. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, sometimes it's hard to watch some of these shows. Like for me, so like Greenleaf, you know, I don't have the own network, but I just buy it outright. Now you might not want to buy all these shows. I get that. But I think something like a Sling TV you, they give you, they'll throw in all those channels as a part of it, you know, hey, where you can watch. And I think maybe YouTube TV may offer the same sort of a deal. Yeah. Hey, Q, do you have ATT? Who's your mobile provider? ATT. Yeah, you don't want to look into direct TV, packaging with direct TV. I mean, they have that direct TV now, which, which has DVR service. I had direct TV and it was bullshit. Every time we had snow up here, it would go out. No, DirecTV now, that's the streaming, their streaming thing. Oh, I've never heard of and it. Ma- as a matter of fact, because I was, I think I had to get to a higher, um, a limited package, they'll give you DirecTV now for free. But don't you, you I, don't have to be a DirecTV subscriber? No, it's, it's their streaming package, the streaming thing. So you don't have to get any of the boxes. It's just you hook it up straight to your, uh, I think there's an app that you can get for it. So there's an app. So just whatever television has it, you can just get on it. Or maybe a Roku, uh, Fire Stick, or Apple TV. Oh, I'll see if it's on Apple TV. Yeah, because I'm thinking of just cutting it too, because um, cutting the cable as well and going to DirecTV now. Uh-huh. $40 a month? Uh-uh. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you paying 10 for uh, CBS All Access and getting... Nothing. No, I'm paying six. You paying ten. Oh, I'm not paying anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like okay. I said, uh, that uh, direct I'm TV getting, might wait, be an option. Uh, I know Sling uh, is another one kind of like that. But that's probably how you're going to have to watch some of these shows, you know. And again, I don't immediately, I don't watch any sort of network TV stuff, so. I just say fuck it. If I can't see it on, you know, <laughs> if I can't see it on one, on something like a Netflix or like I said, if if I really want to see this show, I'll just probably end up buying it and pay the little eighteen dollars and be done with it. But shit, just not enough TV for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna be paying no forty five dollars a month to be watching tonight, and I ain't you know, fuck that. Yeah, see, they keep getting my money because I, I just used to channel surfing. Yeah, but I, don't I actually got like my that. deal. Uh, I got my uh, AT&T and DirecTV package set up that I'm only paying $15 for DirecTV a month. What is it? Is is, is iTunes, is Apple losing some juice? Because I'm seeing less, of, or maybe BET doesn't get along with Apple because I don't see any of their shows available. I got to give up to BET music, you know, documentary or music film wise. You know, they put in the work. Well, they I- made the relationships to make these things happen musically. 
yeah, which is important. Viacom, I don't think they piece out their things separately. But again, I know that you can do Sling on Apple. And I'm looking at it right now. The Sling $25 package, BET, is in there, along with CNN and all the other big big brands. So there are ways to see these shows. You're going to pay somebody. Yeah. But, I'll have to live through you guys vicariously then. Tell me about that scene one more time. What happened? Hey. <laughs> I'm not paying no more. I'm done. Man, get you a, what's the thing called? The fire stick and, and yeah, I'm a business. All right. So I, I, I'm going to take the L. I don't know how to set the shit up, okay? Oh, Lord. And plus, the way my, and I, I my, my wife made me do this. Ah, uh-huh. hide behind <laughs> the boss now. Okay. See, the thing is, is that all all of our gear is in the basement because she didn't want to clutter. Because she told family. you it ain't going, go, it ain't going up here. <laughs> and so I got this bullshit. It's a well, I'm not gonna say how much it costs. This remote Man up that is, uh, it's not what is it? Radio, I guess, and it triggers everything in in the basement. So now the fire Man. stick, does it work off of Wi-Fi, the remote? Damn, they got you like that, too? <sighs> <laughs> you in the basement, Trish. No, no, no. I'm saying all of our gears in the basement. We, I, didn't, we I don't want to see it. Yes, dude. So I can, uh, I mean, I can I can trigger everything from the family room. I think I got to trigger shit. <laughs> I'm just well, what I do with I'm mine. I'm just asking the question. God damn, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> Is the Fire Stick remote? Is it does it work off the Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi network, or is it eye to eye, line of sight? I think it's line of sight. But I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not fucked yet. <laughs> what you can do is download certain software from the fi- that the Fire Stick uh, uses, put it on a laptop, and just plug your laptop into one of your TVs with an uh, HDMI. Boom! And you got to do wait, all that. I'm wait, I'm just confused. So you have. A TV in the basement, right, Q? No, no. So how are you? So I'm. Let me just, explain. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us I the have, setup. I have a monitor in my family room. There is a HDMI cable that comes out of my receiver into the. It goes up through from the basement out of my receiver, my Apple TV, my uh, Blu-ray, and my Verizon box. They're all in the basement. They all connect to my receiver. And my receiver has a master HDMI uh, cable that comes up through the walls up to my monitor. Now, the Apple TV. That... Wait, wait, sorry, hold on, I guess. So the, you're watching on a monitor in the basement. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do y'all get it? Or am I, not... I, I got what you're saying. I was trying to figure out how he still was on that. but. <laughs> I have a I have a TV screen in my family room. All of my components are in the basement. They are controlled via uh, ra- I think it's radio signal. RF remote, yeah. RF right. R- there you go. RF remote. There's an HDMI. All those components go into my receiver, which is which is in the basement. And then I have an HDMI cable coming out of that receiver, up through the walls Jeez. into the monitor in the family room. And it only has one HDMI port. No, there's multiple HDMI ports on the monitor. Okay, then put the fire stick in the, the empty port. But then I'm watching a, a lot of shows. I've got 5.1 THX surround. And I don't want to be watching all the, the TV screen speakers. Jeez. <laughs> I don't think it's worth all that, but that's hey. 
What do you do? You have like a Xbox or anything like that gaming console? Is that in the basement yeah, too? Now that's in the basement. My son plays that, and I have a uh, a cheap little flat screen in the basement. In the basement, yeah. Oh, well, so then Aunt was right. That's not the one. I, that's not the one. <laughs> I, I know. My <laughs> stuff. On. I say niggas love to keep score, boy. <laughs> hey, you the one subjugated to the basement. Huh? I'll help you out. If I'm when I work out, I come down. Hey, to you better put your wife on the show. <laughs> we talk to her. But I only think, but none of that stuff is running into that TV in the basement. That's just like the old Apple TV. Okay, well then put the put the fire stick on that one then. I want to watch my shit in the family room oh, where so I can see my. You better go Apple. talk to your boss. Oh, it's reality. Okay, I got it. I want my Dolby surround five point one. That's what I want to watch <laughs> yeah. my shit on. Better go talk to your wife. Well, so this nigga is like, if I can't watch it the way I got it set up, I ain't watching it at all. Exactly. You got damn right. Why? Why shouldn't I be like that? Uh, y'all won. <laughs> Stop. How long? How, how long are we gonna hear that? <laughs> it just started. Trust forever. Me. Just started. Um. All right, man. So let's get off. TV is a lot to watch. Obviously, TV is so different now. You know, as we're talking, I mean, we're not talking about the networks. We, oh, how do I get this? And uh, it'd be interesting to see how it all sort of plays out uh, as we go along. Yeah, oh, go I, ahead. Go ahead. I just, you, you, what you're saying just made me think, you know, you're so right because when I think of network TV now, I'm like, just the way the shows are shot and the music they use, and for them, like the CW, they're kind of. They cater to a younger audience, so it's a little bit more cutting edge. Like Black Lightning, they have, they put on some. Real, their soundtrack department is is fantastic. But like the big three, I guess NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox. You know what? I'm sorry, yeah. I forgot Blackish. That's another one, dude. The the program, the, the content just seems so it's in, so corny. The way it's put together, I don't, I can't really like when you watch like a show like Misfits or Survivors from from the BBC or Sherlock. It's, it has such a, a spark or a, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it has a, it, it, it's it's refreshing or something like that. But network t- network shows, it just seems like it's a factory. Nothing on network TV. When, if something comes out on ABC, CBS, or NBC, right away I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. But if it comes out on AMC, HBO, or something like that, it just seems like it has a, a mm-hmm. vitalization to it. We're playing it by different rules too, man. That's true. <clears throat> you know, net, the big three are really limited compared to HBO and all those other cats. Like a perfect example, this new Magnum that's on TV, right? When I see promos for it, I'm like, that show looks pretty dope. I'm not going to sit down and turn on CBS and watch it. I just know I'm not. <laughs> the show's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. It just seems like gimmick to me. All of network shows. Oh, it's a gimmick. Don't get me wrong; it's a gimmick, but it's not bad though. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying though. I I, I watch none of them. I, they don't even appeal to me. But I am so used to watching the quality of a you know like a HBO or uh, one of these cable you know or even Netflix. There's such a breadth in the quality compared between a network traditional network show and one of these shows and i think 
for me, the only shows that appeal to me are the channels or producers who say, we're going to do this style of content, which is, you know, they probably have the bar of The Sopranos, The Wire, Game of Thrones, uh, Sansa Anarchy, that type of bar versus where the bar is going to be, like you said, Magnum P.I. or, you know, I don't know what else network shows they have these days, but they just, they're made for a different topic, audience and a different type, you know, they're dealing purely with ratings and they have to be made that way. Whereas these other shows are not structured like that. And they don't like have, they don't have the ceiling of the, the, the way that they can act on the show and the, the, the cussing and the content can be totally different. And that's why on you CBS, that's why you have four or five CSIs. Right. You know, or you have the ripoff of CSI in CIS or whatever it is. They know what's working in that limited yeah, scope, that's and they go with it. You're same right. With, that, I was going to yeah. say, same with that one with, with show that Ice-T is on. Uh, NBC and uh, Law and Order. Law and Order, yeah. SVU and all these different, yeah. all, Law and Order, yeah. yeah. Every season, all these, all the networks, they release a military show, a cop show, or a hospital show. I'm like, Really? I mean, for me, mm-hmm. after L.A. Law, that 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 whole genre was done. Well, the practice was dope. Yeah. Yeah. After that, but uh, yeah, it's you like, know what? You know what they are? It's it's like comic books. <laughs> ABC and all those. They're they're Marvel and DC. <laughs> like, how many Whoa. how many X Men yeah. versions of X Men comic can we put out? How many Spider Man versions? It's the same shit. And then you have like some of the independent ones that are really pushing, doing high quality work. That, tell me, I look at the exact same way, which I cannot read those Marvel DC books for the most part, the X Men's and all that. But I'll read like Scalped or you know some of these other shows. That, but to me, they're almost written the, the same way. Like I could see it interchanging. But yeah, t- regular TV is. Yeah, man, to me, it's dead. I don't, I don't know how anybody can watch it. I can't even watch a sitcom anymore. No I saw, yeah, I agree with you. I, I I definitely can't watch a like a sitcom with a laugh track like. Big Bang Theory, I don't get it. Big and, you know, Bang another, Theory. Another thing is, uh, uh, I I was watching, I was watching, or my son was watching something on, um, was were we watching CBS or something on CBS? And um, there was a promo for Survivor. I'm like, that fucking show was still on the air. God, how, twenty, how long has that been? <laughs> People are still watching years, that. Yeah. Eighteen years. That doesn't surprise me. Reality TV shows. I was still living in New York when that show be- debuted. Cheap to make, you know. It's nothing but a. Uh, you know, the know. Simpsons is still on, right? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. SVU's yeah. going on what twenty-two years? So, yeah. The the thing that just completely shocks me is is the shows that the networks take, and I'm looking at. Why wasn't a madman on network TV? I, okay, I understand there were some sexual scenes, but just cut that out. I understand there's some language, but just cut that out. It's just there was a number of great shows that networks are passing on that are getting to the cable and the streaming services that it just doesn't make any sense. But at the same token, you know, the network shows are getting higher ratings. Yeah, but a Breaking Bad would never work on. Any one of three networks. I don't think Mad Men would either, personally. I don't really? think either. How, uh, I'm trying to understand. How, how can I say that? I mean, the only thing I've 
at five is maybe just some of the language and the sexual scenes. I have an I have an observation. I refuse to watch. This is just me. I'm not speaking for everybody else, but I think this may be what other people were thinking. I refuse to watch that show because number one, it was. I saw the promos for it, and I saw a '60s show that seemed to uh, uh, put forth the the white middle class aesthetic. I keep the word invisible, and I just I don't want to have anything to do with it. I haven't seen one episode of that show. <laughs> okay. I watched maybe the first season. I thought the show was good. I just it got away from me, but I surely didn't feel the way you did about it. Yeah, I could be wrong. I might watch the the pilot and be like, "Oh man, what the fuck was I smoking?" But it just doesn't interest me. I'm sorry. It seemed like a show full of white privilege to me. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, TV is obviously a very different thing. Uh, but it's funny. I can watch a network show on Netflix. It depends on what it is. Like, for instance, you brought up Black Lightning. Like, that's where I will watch it because I don't have those channels. But I did like the first season, and I watched it on Netflix. And I'll watch the Black second Black Lightning's on Netflix now? Black yeah. Lightning? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the first season. Hmm. Okay. But it's interesting. I don't know how... Um, and then the other, I will imagine, I, I do like, um, to me, but I feel like they're not written like traditional TV network shows. Like a show like a 24 or like the newer version now to me would be, um, was it Distinguished? What is that show? Ah, I can't think of the one with, uh, he stars and he's the president. Oh, Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor. Like, <laughs> Distinguished? Yeah, I don't know what I was- <laughs> I was thinking Distinguished Gentleman, Eddie Murphy. Totally different. <laughs> but that show I like. But now I think that, that wasn't that show canceled from Network and, and Netflix is, is going to no do it. Say again? It got uh, renewed by Netflix. Yeah, it's which makes be sense because it feels like it would be something on Netflix. Uh, and But again, it's an episodic type of TV, strictly episodic, which they don't normally, I don't think they normally do that on on those channels, do they? Except for like a lost, but again, a lost is a is an anomaly. It's not a. They don't normally do that type you mean, of program. You mean serialized TV? Serialized, excuse me. Yes, like okay. you know, hard stories. Like if you don't even watch the first previous one, just kind of hard to pick up on what's going on. But anyway, anything else we wanted to get into today? You, well, I, I was supposed to be done. Oh, <laughs> you said you wanted to do something with the NRA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get my energy up. Uh, well, look, well, go ahead. Grammys, because I can, you know, make it quick on the Grammys. The only thing cooking there, to me, category-wise, is uh, best film, best long-form film, and it better be Quincy Jones. Everything else, what yeah. Oscars? You mean? No, I mean Grammys. Yeah, his movie best. was nominated for a Grammy. Best music film, Quincy, the Netflix thing. Okay. Will win. Life in 12 Bars, I saw that. Eric Clapton, eh. I didn't see Whitney, though. I saw Whitney, This Is Me, but I didn't see this other Whitney one. Damn, there's so much shit I need to catch up on. I forgot <laughs> about the Quincy Jones thing. But the Quincy Jones thing, yeah, that's going to win. Now, all the, all the like major, quote-unquote, categories, I'm seeing names like, who the fuck are these people? 
No. That's just because that's just we're old, man. We're old, that's fine, but anything that's got Cardi B for album of the year is bullshit. Oh, God. It's because we're old. It's because we're old. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to no, do with it. Old ain't got nothing to do with it. Quality. I like that it's one so song, quality. though. So I ain't going to even front. I like oh, it. Here we go. That, that's, that's the jam. Wow. I've never heard her stuff, so I can't say it. <laughs> she is so weird. Finesse? Like. I don't think. That's not hers. That's Bruno Mars, man. She's on it. She's on the remix. So? You didn't like that? I'm asking you. You didn't like that? Well, I like the finesse song. Her rap adds nothing to it to me. So. <laughs> I got nothing to do with it. I mean, you know, to, as I always I've been saying for me in the last few years, the, none of these award shows, in my opinion, they don't matter to people like they used to because they, they can't. Uh, they don't represent... Uh, the real the world as it is today and what i mean by that is you know now that we have the internet and they broke the door open these organizations don't speak to the peoples they speak to the peoples and their organizations but they don't carry the weight that they used to with us because how could they they we're not a part of them and we have our own organizations now we we decide what's popping and what's not not these to me, these 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 shows and things like that, these are only like good for like if you were in the business on a corporate level. Like if you were Cardi B, for instance, and it's, oh you got nominated, and that's a good win for her to go negotiate, get more money. Uh, it's a good win for the label to say, yeah, we you know corporate wise, we you know, this is a badge. But to the average person, could give two f's. That's my opinion, and I think it's reflected in the viewership of these programs <laughs> like people don't watch these shows like they used to and i don't think they really don't care if the news didn't promote these things and they only promote me because again you know the corporate level is a top down so you, you will promote this you're going to talk about this i don't think people are not flocking to hear about this type of stuff they could care less like who we don't even care about no cardi i mean our age group could care less about it and most of these people you don't even never really heard of. And most, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just corporate type shit. People are not really fucking with these awards. They, these shows don't even matter, really. You know, they're not. You know, they I don't. was looking at, well, no, I agree. I agree, because I was looking at a poll, and a lot of people, and again, I'm old. But when I see someone like Stevie Wonder with 26, or Quincy with 27, and I turn and see that Kanye's got, you know, 20, 21, I believe. Kanye has 21. No. This but it's, it's a corporate thing. That he's, he's more tied into business, though, than those guys ever were. So, of course, well, yeah. he's going to have they more. they were about music, and he's about, you know. Well, and you have to take into uh, account that there are more award categories. So, that helps his total. That's true. That's true. That's why Drake's name is everywhere. Yeah, like like I see Beyonce and I, 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 and a couple other artists that got oh they have twenty five they have thirty Grammys and I'm like okay, man, it's like seven per genre now so it's like fuck that that don't mean anything. But but even beside that, if you really think about it, but why would it to us now you you are in the Grammy things so I'm not really talking to you Mark but to anybody that's not in it 
why, why would it even care how many they have? What, ain't got no bearing on the sound of that music. And if we didn't care about it on the begin with, doesn't matter to me, no way. It don't matter anyway. I mean, why would it matter? <laughs> I have no say in it, so who cares? You know what I mean? They don't. What they think is not the barometer of what's good. Obviously, that's true. I look at it like this: Prince, Prince doesn't have one album of the year Grammy, so this still don't mean nothing. Right, right, and yeah. so it doesn't matter. Prince is dope, so it doesn't really matter what they thought about him. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You two's walking around with something that don't belong to them. That's right. I said it. No, they 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 take they have what does belong to them. <laughs> it's just the again, if Prince won the Grammy or not, it don't really matter. What does it matter? We not in that. It doesn't have any bearing on what he does, or what he means to people. So it it only matters to people that's in that organization, and the and general public true, ain't Prince in that organization. <laughs> so. It, yeah. it means there's a problem within the Grammy organization. It ain't no problem with us as the people. We bought his shit. So it, you know, so it, it doesn't, it, the Oscars is the same way, man. The people decide what's good. If motherfuckers is running out to go see Avengers Infinity because it entertains them, that's what we care about. If same some critic tells you, yeah, a critic could tell you, oh, well, this is a critical. That's cool, but I don't care about that. That's not what I'm into. That's what you into. Why would your opinion mean any more? You want me to watch your program. But if you ain't going to have, you know, Batman or Spider-Man or whoever, you know, who we want to see run across the stage, eh, we ain't watching that shit. We don't care. We don't care who you pick, really. Only care because they're pumping on the news. Uh, okay, but when it comes down to what people actually pay for, that tell you what they care about. Niggas ain't running okay. to go see them funny little movies. They damn sure ain't buying them to watch them at home. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that assessment because I look at the Grammys. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm trying to think, what does a Grammy really do for an artist? They already sold. Their, they already went platinum, double platinum with or without the Grammy. So to me, I never got how certain artists like Kanye, for example, getting upset that they didn't get a Grammy or the Beehive being mad that Beyonce doesn't have an album of the year Grammy. I'm like, at the end of the day, she's still putting out great music, selling out stadiums, going two, three, four times platinum. I can... It's just status. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess. Like, you know, Janelle, Janelle Monet. a lot of people was, oh, Janelle Monet. But let's keep it 100. How many motherfuckers is running around blasting that album and know the songs? Not, niggas don't know her music like that. But she's a part of the corporate machine. You damn, and she's a part of the LGBT community. You better believe they're going to hype the shit out of that. Even though motherfuckers ain't really bumping that stuff like that. I mean, I definitely get the Oscars because having that kind of helps your price, you know, when you film to film and it gives you a little more status, you know, for the directors, I'm sure, the cinematographers, the screenwriters, I'm sure that really helps them negotiate um, their contracts and probably get on some good projects. I get that. But the Grammys, I look at that like, I don't do shit. They ain't selling one extra concert ticket. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I put in the same boat. I, again, as you look at Marvel, you think they care about they won Best Picture and they run the game. <laughs> Who? Oh, we didn't get a... Oh, okay. Now, they may push for a Black Panther or something like that, but at the end of the day, do you really think that bot- that has any bearing on their bottom line? 
But I would just stand for like the actors and the directors and producers and screenwriters. I'm sure it it helps them. You, what do you think have more? What matters more? Let's take Kevin Hart for instance. If he won a grant or an Oscar, or if he got bank at the box office and he had movies coming out every four or five months. Do you think The Rock matters if you I got an Oscar? I said it helps. I said it. Oh, no, I'm I just saying, you think The Rock is stressing? No, 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 not at all. Shit, I can get more money if I had a, yeah. <laughs> Denzel Washington niggas got all kind of, I think they getting paid what he getting paid and he putting out whack yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the it's, king. That's <laughs> true. Has no bearing whatsoever. I mean, yeah, well, it, probably, it might help somebody, but again, look at the people. Did it help Monique? Did it, look at the people who won? Did it help Haley Berry? Look at the people who have actually won those. Did it really okay, help well, Monique? Come on, you can't use. I know I'll clown with that, but but look at the <laughs> but look at the other ones who won those. Did it, did it, did they become the king of the box office? Hell no. They barely got any movies. Y'all won. You got it. <laughs> right. But you niggas gonna still watch it? No, I'm just joking. But I mean, hey, man, salute to Cardi B. I will say, I don't know how she did it. Well, I know how she did it because she's the people's champ. And the people made her shit blow up like that, even though it's ratchet. She crazy. To me, the music is trash. But the people elevated her up. She's from that YouTube, you know, social media and all that. And the Grammys, they they probably like, we want to get people to watch our show. <laughs> we want to be relevant. <laughs> put her ass up there in that category. That's they forced to put her up there. She's trash. Let's keep she one, gets let's keep album thousand. of the year. I swear. But oh. the fact that's even nominated, that that would be like, who was like a go back in time? Vanilla Ice. Doom, 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 doom. Mm. But, she, but was Vanilla wasn't with. ratchet though. I'm talking about that would be like I don't know who, like if Easy E or something was, was not yeah. made for album. Two Life Crew. It would be like yeah, yeah. Two Life Crew exactly. You'd be like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You'd be like something else is going on here because ain't no damn well hell they would be in mainstream like that. But they didn't have you know now with the internet they forced to deal with her because the people would uprise if they didn't have her up there. I hope she performs at him. I, I want to see what the big deal is. Ugh. I'd be shocked if they let her perform. But Dude, you can again, Google and find out what the big deal is. They probably want her. They want them ratings. She is a mess, man. But I ain't hating on her. Get your money. All right, get, get paid. Tiffany Haddish. You know, same thing. Mm-hmm. Nominated. Wow. But I, no. I will be honest. I've, I've never, I haven't heard of any of these albums that are on here, so I can't really critique them. I've heard very few of some of these things, but a lot of the most of them I no, because generally I like I'll sit down and listen to all the heavyweights, you know, categories. But you know what? I'm looking at these names. Fuck it, I ain't doing it. Oh, let me tell you a funny story real quick. I was on the bus the other day coming home. Young brother was on the back, and ain't too many of us on on the bus anyway. And you know, sort of live in a way out area. And it's like a gated community area. So it's interesting when you do see some of us up there. Young brother's on the buddy, headphones on. He saw me with headphones. He said, hey, sir. I took my headphones. Yeah, what's up, man? Damn, sir. Said, hey, that's how they say it. He was like, uh, have you heard of the new Meek Meal? Oh, bro. And I was like, 
I was like, nah, I haven't heard that. I, I heard the one song with Jay, you know. He was like, oh, you know, I don't even, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I was just, I'm listening to it right now. And some of the stuff he's saying, you know, it's, it's just some good stuff. And he's like, oh, you probably don't listen. I know you probably don't even listen to that type of stuff anyway. I'm like, nah. I said, nah, I, I said I did hear the one song with Jay-Z. He said, oh, okay, yeah, you, you probably heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, you probably, what's the last album you probably heard anyway? He was like, you probably, the last album you probably listened to is what, BBD? <laughs> <laughs> That's where you need to sew that I old said, I said, oh, you got joke. I said, you a funny brother. I said, nah, man, come on. Why you got to say something like that? He said, oh, man, I don't mean, I don't mean no disrespect, you know. You probably, but that's probably what you listen to, right, BBD or something? <laughs> and I was like, I said, nah, you know, the last album I listened to, I said, I listened to uh, Victory Lap. Uh, he was like, what? I said, like, yeah, the Nipsey Hustle, Hustle, that's the shit. Oh, I can't believe you listened to that, man. What? what? And then it sparked this whole other conversation. But it was funny because I can see, like, a lot of the younger people, they look, they don't think we have nothing to do with this music, which some of us, we don't. Admittedly, we don't. But it's, it's funny to actually see it in real life. Like, this brother actually thought I just checked out right after Poison or something. Like, it was, I was like, that's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> they on some different shit. How old is Cap? And the reality was he was 30, but he looked like he was a lot younger. Oh, okay. Cap thought he was, he made it sound like he was a young dude. He was a, he, uh, minded wise, he was a young dude, mm. definitely. But he was, you know, cool kid. He was going through some shit, dropping some on him, kicking with some gang. But, now, uh, now, we can, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, usurp here, but we can get into the, uh, NRA thing too. Yeah, I just quickly there was a video uh going around and I went from trying to find it. It was a it was Ollie North. Is that his name? Ollie North, right? Yeah. Q, is that the president of the NRA? Is Q still here? Q. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, man. He's playing with his Apple TV in the basement. <laughs> is that a euphemism? Uh, whoa. <laughs> You hear that? Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I love how you asked me that. Your Google don't work on that. <laughs> well, you are a member of the NRAs. You can. That don't mean I know everything in and out. But that that's joke. not everything. You don't know who the president of the NRA. You don't know leadership of the NRA. The, the, the lead guy. <laughs> Calm down. No, I'm saying is is he the he's he not the president? He is. Okay, that's all I ask you. I'm not, I didn't ask you everything. You gotta be very sensitive when we get into this topic, boy. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, let me see <laughs> if I can play. I'll play some of this. I may have to overcut this in the edit, but we'll play a little bit here. And oh, I, I really wanted to get cues. So here's the thing. I'm not picking on cues. Though this, <laughs> some of you say you're lying. No, I just love how I'm an authority on the NRA. All of a sudden. Not an authority, but you are a member. As that's we true. are not, so that's a fact, that's and so I can give you my opinion of it, but I'm not in the organization, and you are. I feel like, I feel like Black Klansman all of a sudden. Hilarious, <laughs> and and also you're an African American member of the organization, which I would assume the most membership is probably white. Is that true or not? I really don't know. I would assume that too, but I know there are a lot more Black NRA members than I would have guessed. 
but but is it a safe assumption they don't over there's probably an abundance of white people more than there are i would assume that but that doesn't make it true is what i'm saying that's all i'm saying got it okay all right so let's play a little bit of this let me make sure this is up and you can hear it here we go when you take a knee during our national anthem you disrespect the men and women who lost their limbs so you could spend your sundays playing games we fight for the First Amendment as much as the Second. But while you use it disgracefully, we use it to tell the truth. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. We stand for our veterans and our military. We stand for our law enforcement. And we stand for our flag. Well, I know who you don't stand for, mate. Jamel Robelson. Or E.J. Bradford. Or Philando Castile. You know, the black gun owners who had permits to carry. We followed the step-by-step -step protocol of what is supposed to be the good guy with a gun mantra. Except they were black, which cost them their lives. And yet, crickets from you lot. I mean, Jamel Robelson could not have embodied the NRA's false narrative more if he tried. Well, that's not true. Maybe if he was a dip-spitting white dude named Travis from Milwaukee. But he stopped a mass shooter, apprehended him free from harm, waited for police, and was still shot. What did you have to say about it, Oliver? Nada. It changed from good guy with a gun to black good guy, so I'm a silent coward. Or, and this was one of my favorites, by the way, he did too much. So... So, the same people who nodded in agreement when Captain Bonespurs, who is afraid of the rain, by the way, said he'd run into a mass shooting to save people, had the audacity to criticize an actual hero who saved lives, but paid the price for it. But while... All right, now, admittedly, this is... That was uh, from the Young Tur Turks, uh, which is a YouTube channel. So, some of the stuff they intercut, like, there's a part where somebody said, that was the most idiotic... That, that was not part of the NRA video. Um... But here's the here's some of the questions that I just was kind of thinking like, and I wanted to ask Q because he's a member of that, and I'm curious how, what he feels about it, uh, and give us inside scoop. Here's the first of all: is it me or is it ironic or I don't know, crazy that Ollie North is uh, the president of the NRA? based off of his history uh you know particularly the iran contra and you know you again you could argue that he is res somewhat responsible for like the crack cocaine you know coming into america and sort of ravaging communities and things of that nature uh that he can still be elevated to this and it sounded like he was uh speaking to or on a low sort of speaking about the colin kaepernick taking a knee you know he was saying well we don't do that we we support the troops and the military and the flag and taking a knee would be disrespectful the ironic part to me is that but this is the same guy well first of all he knows that that's not what colin kaepernick was taking a knee for let's, let's stop playing that game right but it's just funny they don't have the they have the same energy or I assume like he got a pass for that but the, it, does he doesn't he be called the task of he's the same guy that would have you could say like sort of help destroy the black community in certain neighborhoods across America with crack that's not a uplifting the flag and a, a good thing but I just want to kind of start there 
And then the other question I asked for Q specifically was, does it give you pause or does it any, I don't know if it's, would it scare you that if something was to happen with you, you think they would have your back? You know, I'm like, the NRA, would they come out and support? Is that a question to me? Yeah, I was going to say to you. No, I don't think the NRA would have my back. But just by the same token, I don't have the NRA's back. The only thing I have from them is a curriculum that is the best curriculum. And it's funny, you, we, bring them up, we bring this up. I'm uh, cutting a promo now that I shot <clears throat> where, I, where I own the fact that uh, I'm an NRA member. I'm going to put it on my website. And I say that uh, I struggled with joining the membership, but I looked high and low at other organizations. And for me to be able to teach safe gun ownership to black people and white people, um, the NRA's curricula is without peer. There's no, no one has a better uh, instruction or coursework than the NRA. <clears throat> it's an eight-hour class. And you have to take a test at the end of the class, and you have to pass it by 90%. Uh, can I ask you a question real quick? I'm going to let you finish. Okay. <laughs> you said no one else has a better curric curriculum. I'm struggling. To speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, to, just to go back to the example, you, or the way you kind of answered my question when I asked you about how many blacks were in the group and versus whites, didn't know the facts on that, so you just sort of assume. Are you saying that they're the only the best curriculum because you have looked at other ones i researched other organizations okay i probably researched three or four all right got it Facts. and all of them were like okay just take a look at this video uh <laughs> send us back two facts pay us fifty dollars and you can be certified i'm like huh <clears throat> so with the nra mm -hmm. i had to go take a class a two-day class I had to be, uh, I had to qualify at the range and I had to take a test and uh, a written test. And then I got my certification certificate. Okay. So I didn't want to be out here telling people, you know, the wrong shit about how to handle a gun. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately the NRA, they have a very sh strict, rigid curriculum. But uh, I do not have their back in any way, shape, or form other than I give them $35 a year so I can get the right to teach the best curriculum there is for gun handling. And you're a member, just to be clear. Well, you have to be a member to become certified oh, oh, as an right. instructor. Okay. So if, they, so if they went out of business, I'd be like, hey, to the people that uh, got them out of business, well done. I guess I got to find something else. <laughs> I'm not going to be mad. It's, while it's up, while the train, while the train is going down the track, which wanna, train is uh, that? While the train is going down the track, the NRA train is going oh, down the track. Okay. I want to ride a. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Okay, Q. I want to ride it for what I can get out of it and use that information to teach my people, right? And anyone else who wants to know about it. So okay. I'm just curious. You need to maintain an NRA membership in order to continue your course. Teaching the courses? <clears throat> no, I don't. But I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not going to be a very viable business if I don't have any certification while other people have certification. But certificate. I mean, certification period or NRA certification. 
I don't think I'd have a viable business teaching people if I'm not certified. And I've said that NRA, they have the most rigid and uh, what's the other word? They, they have the most rigid curriculum for teaching students, whereas other people were just like it was really more of like a money grab. So okay. you're teaching the NRA's curriculum, so you couldn't go. You couldn't. I was get to my my question. Yes. So you saying you have to be an NRA member, and you not, even though you're certified, you have to keep getting your certification from the NRA in order for you to teach uh, gun safety curriculum that you already know. I, I think I've already answered this question. <laughs> okay. Let me let me be very clear. The NRA, after me researching maybe three or four other organizations, the NRA was the only organization, and there's a liberal gun, a liberal gun club. I, I really wanted to work with them, but all these other organizations, all they requested was I send them fifty dollars, I look at some videos, and I teach whatever I want to off of those videos. They had no paperwork, no, no nothing else was required for me to be certified by them. And I thought that was shoddy. The NRA, you have to pay them $35. You, uh, they provide you with textbooks and written tests. They provide you with targets that you take your students out to shoot at so many different uh, yards. You have to qualify as a shooter and you have to take their test and you have to go to two days of training. So what, my, what I'm saying is the NRA is the most competitive in terms of providing comprehensive gun instruction to students. If I didn't get that certification from the NRA, I would not be able to have access to that, uh, to be able to teach as an NRA instructor. I could still teach, but people are going to say, well, who do you, who do you represent or who, where'd you get your, you got any certificates, you got any credentials? And I'd say no. I think I think I, I hear what you're saying, Q. I, I think the question he might have been trying to ask you is once you have accomplished that certification and you've gotten your paperwork and all that, right. do you still need to maintain your membership or does that invalidate your certification? Maintain, you, you have to. Yes, you have to be a member to be allowed to be certified as an NRA instructor. Yes, you can't not be a member and not be certified as NRA. Oh, okay. So it's an ongoing thing. You have to, so you have to renew your certification annually. You have to renew your membership and you have to teach at least one, I think it's one student a year to maintain, to be, to maintain the NRA certification. Okay, I'm still trying. That kind of got confusing what you just yeah. said there, but I, yeah, I I'm still trying to understand why do you need to maintain the relationship with the NRA if you got your certi your certification? I mean, I'm just trying to understand. The are they going to rip away your the certification, the certification that, is valid for how long? You have to pay your membership, and you have to teach a stu one student per year, or you are no longer certified as an NRA instructor. Okay, so you it's not like a it's not like you, you went to college and you got a diploma and then the college is like, hey, you got to keep paying me every year. To, uh, that diploma ain't no good. You, you're saying here the certification is sort of renewal type of thing. You got to pay and do the whatever. Right. That's the same thing when I got uh, uh, back in 2007 when I became certified by Apple mm -hmm. as a Final Cut Pro expert, uh, editing expert. You had to recertify every year because you know things change. Gun laws change. 
Right. Uh, gun techniques change, so you have to, you know, you, you, they don't want you teaching students stuff that happened five years ago. But okay. I think that this makes is a sense. valid question that, you know, now that you have all of that training, why don't you disassociate with the NRA and go get another certification? And as you're training these students, you're like, yeah, I was, but I disassociated with the NRA for these reasons, and I'm over, and I have this certification, and this is what I've taught, this is what I did with my NRA certification. Because if you're not certified by the NRA, I think that takes away a lot of your uh, cachet in this market. Because of all the reasons I've said, they have the most rigid curriculum. The most no, no, I, I get, I get that part. So you just say they, they help having that name makes you more valid, correct? In your eyes, to potential customers. Well, not just in my eyes, but in people who train under the NRA standard. Got it. Okay. They are they are the best. They are the best. So you, you want the co you want the NRA cosign? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. I, I I mean I know where you're going with this, but I'm I just choose not to. I I'm I'm going to follow your your breadcrumbs, but yes, I want the NRA cosign because as I've said, they're the best organization in terms of training people. So the, the the question becomes, and why I really wanted to ask you this question because again, you have two things. You are a member, and two into context of what Ali North was talking about and kind of what this other guy that was talking for the Young Turks was talking about in relation to the African-American gun owners, the question becomes to you specifically, like, how do you, and that's why I actually, does it, and I don't know if scare is the right word, but how do you uh, sort of deal with that? And I'm curious, like, who, the people that you want to train, like, if I, if I wanted to be trained as a gun person, which I, I wouldn't, I would like that, actually, it'd be cool. Right. Um, now, again, I'm not a part of the NRA, so I don't know about their best training practices, as you've outlined. But as a newcomer into it, and I, uh-huh. see, these, I see a story like this and just things that I've heard, I would probably have more of a side eye to the NRA in terms of how they feel about me. Sure. And I then seeing you as a black dude being a part of it, I'm like, oh, is this, this nigga a sellout or what's going on here? What do you, what, you know what I'm saying? So how do, what's, how do you answer that question, right? Like. What's the question? Am I a sellout? Is that the question? No, 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 no. I'm saying to your customers, you said you want the cosine of them, but I'm saying, and I'm asking you, is your cust- would your customer base feel that cosine is a side eye thing? Because they don't know what you know about it. Or like, how do you explain that to, I don't know. If, and again, I'm assuming you would be targeting black people. You might not be. I'm targeting anyone who wants to learn how to use a gun. <laughs> okay. That's why I said, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm asking. I prefer, I would like my business to if if someone if because you keep saying my people every time you train so I don't know when, when I assume you meant black people but you may be meaning that you may be meaning other Americans I could be wrong no, no let me let me let me say if my business were to become known as that guy over there he has taught a lot of black people how to use guns and protect themselves you want to go see him I would love that mm-hmm. <laughs> and if white people got scared of that well it is what it is you know. But uh, I will, I will. I mean, I, I have another student coming in. I, I, I trained a, a, a young white guy. Uh, well, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I got a guy who sounds like he's either Russian or Polish. Uh, I'm gonna be training him next week. Yeah, next week. Um, so anyone who wants gun training, I, I'll train you. Did I answer your question? So the next mass shooter, like, yeah, I got Not trained really. at LWAG. <laughs> Stop it. 
What, no, but yeah, you, what, you answered the question in terms of who you're targeting. I, I, I get that. I, I just, again, I, I was trying to be specific to African-Americans in terms of like, because you being an African-American, but that may not be an issue for you, right? Oh, listen, I, I think we're kind of, kind of picking around the edges of the issue. The what do you question, think the issue is? I'm, Go ahead. Yeah. The question I'm hearing you ask is how can I as a black person in good conscience and good faith be a member of the NRA? Is that the ultimate question? Well, you've question? answered that question for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you said they have the best training. Right. I, I was now, asking I, you, does it... I was saying in regards to who you were targeting, but you just said you're targeting anybody, well, so I guess it doesn't really this, play into it. But This is interesting. There's, um, I belong to, like, three Facebook black gun owners pages or groups, mm-hmm. and I've actually met some of these people. There's one that I, I am... Uh, I'm a public affairs officer for one that's based in... Philadelphia, Black Gun Owners, Philadelphia, which is it's a national organization. And unfortunately, they don't offer any curriculum <laughs> to train people. Mm. But um, this one woman, I'm not going to throw her name out there, but um, she and I met with another guy from this group. We went to a range, shot, had a great time. Um, and she's what's known as a black prepper. I'd never heard of this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've heard of this? I've heard of preppers, yeah. Oh wow! Okay, I'd never heard of that until I met her. She, um, she's she's like deep into like wildlife survival, mm-hmm. and to look at her, you wouldn't think that, but she, um, she make she can make uh, she makes her own bows and arrows and shit, and she's like she's she's the real deal, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how, um, because like I joined the Black Gun Owners Group, and how lame all of their material was, just 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 slack ass. Cars that that look worse than what you could get at Vistaprint uh, membership cards, and they hadn't sent out the T-shirts that she had ordered. Uh, it took me two months to get my card, and uh, a lot of a lot of us in this group were complaining. And uh, I told her, you know, it's unfortunate that I got my NRA membership card in two weeks, and we had to go after this guy to get our stuff. It was like two months and they wanted to charge. I don't want to go into the whole story, but she was like, I mean, and she is clearly the way she speaks. She's on her uh, Bobby seal or uh, her black leadership, right. Or, or, or black militant. And she was like, I guess I got to check out the NRA. And I was shocked to hear her say that. And I said to her, unfortunately you might have to. So, right. well, I would imagine the NRA has probably got millions of dollars and I hope, Big organization, so, as opposed that's to another thing that's funny. That's another thing that's funny. Go ahead. The NRA is um, the NRA has lost a third of their membership, and they are struggling. And Define I think struggling. struggling. <laughs> they are struggling financially. Uh, I heard what was it? Forbes said they might have to in the next few. Years, I don't know if this is true or not, but um, they might have to declare bankruptcy. And I think it's because of their fucked up leadership. They become, they've become such a partisan organization that with all these mass shootings, they are so unwilling to come to the table and talk about any measure of gun control. They're so unwilling to acknowledge that they're not speaking out against people of, of, uh, of, of the black community and other people of color that I could see. I mean, there, I, I, I uh, follow this guy named Rob Pincus. He's one of the renowned 
shooters. He has the personal defense network. He sells DVDs that are like highly, highly sought after. I've bought a few of them and he's calling the NRA and he's a straight up conservative. And I'm like, why can't they see that the tide is shifting? Just because Trump is in office, that don't mean there are a lot of people out here that I'm buying guns, and they don't like the NRA leadership. Right. Just to, just to go back to kind of what sparked this part about the money. Uh, uh. To be clear, though, yeah, they are a large organization that has millions. Versus, and I was going to ask you, what's the name of the black organization? Black gun owners. Black gun owners. It, it, you said that you're waiting on a guy to send. Is that like a corporation? Is that a big company or? millions of dollars funding that I really don't I, I don't know but I can say this they don't act like it if they are is it safe to say they don't probably have a budget of 312 million dollars yes it's safe to say okay. that as opposed to the NRA that does so again not going into the finances of if they're struggling or not <laughs> they're not struggling like that their struggle uh you know this organization the black one you probably would imagine they probably don't have two million dollars let alone one so it's a different sort of organization. Would that be clear to say? Yeah, but but, okay. but it's not to me. That's not an excuse that you can't. Well, no, it's not. But again, you 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 you, you kind of right. got petty with the business card. So I, let's just stay with that. Like you said, the no, business no, cards it, it, was Vista Print versus. Well, can I finish my, first? You said their business cards were. I just said, can I finish first? You, you said their business. I, I don't know. I wasn't finished though. But you said their business cards, right? Were less than stellar you you mentioned Vistaprint, which for some don't know is a you know cheaply done card company you sort of compared them worse to that and then the right. t-shirts weren't being sent out in, in a right. timely fashion right it took two months right. versus again of course i would assume just to stick on the level of what you, you mentioned the nra business cards probably not going to be cheap right they, it's nothing to them to spend whatever, whatever T-shirts or ancillary materials or textbooks that you mentioned. Yeah, I'm sure they can afford to do that. Whatever financial hit you said they took probably is not going to affect that. It almost seems to be unfair to assume a $300 million uh, company <laughs> and some company that you don't know who it is, but we'll say they probably don't have a million dollars, let alone 50000 of course, those little ancillary items are totally different, right? There's no way they could compete with that. Well, I call bullshit on that. I, I'm sure you do, but I'm just saying for the record, though, the wow. money the money is very different. I'm looking here at the same, the, probably what you were looking at, you know, where the NRA lost a lot of money. But they said, let's be very clear, 2017, they got under $320 million in total income, which was down from $367 million. So, yes, right. that was a fall. But again... That's $300 million versus probably, you know, I'm clowning, Ray Ray and Brother Malcolm Jr. and Martin Luther Buster <laughs> doing in church contributions. Ain't going to even be a drop in the bucket. So when they business cars and T-shirts ain't came through, it's a little funny. You, know, you can't really compare that. But go ahead. You make your I'm, point. I, I wasn't comparing. You're comparing. Well, you, you brought that up. I'm just using what you brought up. Okay, but I'm gonna, let you, I'm gonna stop talking and you, you have the floor. You did compare because you talked about <laughs> you did say that. The, the NRA. What I'm saying is that I can understand if you um, that you have very not as much money as the NRA. To me, that doesn't mean that I can't get a professional-looking membership. Now, there's another real quick, just a sidebar. 
I also belong to the National African American Gun Association. That's a national organization. And I'll put them in the same category. They don't have as much money as the NRA. Very few lobby lobbying organizations or advocate organizations have the money that the NRA has. In the the uh, National African American Gun Association, I got a card in the mail within two weeks. It was a plastic, professional-looking card with the uh, engraved imprint of my name, my membership number, uh, date, expiration date. What I got from the Black Gun Owners Group, which is a national organization, just like National African American Gun Association, was a piece of paper printed with the logo printed on it. It looked like it was cut with a pair of scissors by hand. I paid $40. Now, I didn't order T-shirts or anything like that, but it took me two months to get that. So I don't know how it should take that much time to ship out a business card, and it looks like something that you printed off your home printer from Epson and cut with your with your mama's scissors. I, I don't see why that ma- should matter, that you, you're not as big as the NRA. If you're not as big as the NRA and you can't do that, then you should hold off, fall back, get your shit together, and then when you're ready to uh, launch, then you launch. Question, why did you join this, this, this gun organization? Because they were black gun owners. They, they, black people doing what I like to do. <laughs> so what are you doing with this gun organization? Well, <clears throat> I hate to say it, but not much because the leadership is really lacking. Now, we, um, as the public affairs officer, I put up every every month, we're going to meet at the gun range, we're going to meet at the gun range, we're going to meet at, I always get, the last three times I got maybe two people come out. And I'm like, what, what? What's going on here? Why can't we get more people coming out? Can I ask you a question? I got, I got lost. Did you, the, the, the company that you were just talking about, I missed the correlation. You're actually a member of that organization too, right? Yeah, I'm a member. I paid dues $40 mm-hmm. to this organization. I don't know anything about them, but I wanted to support. And, and to so stop, I, and just to, just to I'm, I'm sorry, I got to cut you for a second. And and also you said you have a title. You're not actually just a member. You actually have a title in this organization. What was that title? Again? <laughs> it's called they they came up with the title with public affairs sure. office. Okay, they came. Basically, public affairs office. Okay, go ahead. Basically, now this is the Philadelphia branch. But you don't know anything about them. But go ahead. No, I know about the what I know. Oh, about I just said, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm lost. It's go ahead. Just, are we are we having? No, we, I'm oh, just confused. No, I'm just asking up, questions. Straight up, straight up. Are we having a conversation, or is this? Are we trying to score points here? I'm just no. I was confused because you you said you had a. I didn't know you were a member and a part of the organization. That's why I was asking you. Yes, I am. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So we are having a conversation. I was confused. I'm asking you questions. All right, all right. All right. Go ahead. Um, well, I lost my train of thought. So go ahead. You were saying something about the Philly organization. I was saying that there's not much support in the group. Uh, oh. they wanted me to be public affairs officer. I'm like, okay, whatever that is, fine, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I thought it meant I was going to be doing bulletins and things like that for meet and greets and dinners and stuff like that. And so far, all it is is I am uh, the person in charge of the Instagram page. Hilarious. Can I ask you a question? I'm not trying to score points. So I hope you don't take this wrong. But you okay. said you don't know much about them. Am I to determine then the only reason you joined the group because it was a black organization? I joined the group initially because it was a black organization okay. that was involved with firearms. And then once I got in, 
I was hoping to meet the president of the Philadelphia chapter, meet all the other officers. They nominated me to be an officer. I was like, fine, I'll be an officer. I'm happy to support. But we haven't had the leadership. There hasn't been one meeting uh, put together. I haven't met the president of the chapter. Um, when I asked him, do you have a high-res logo? He wanted me to redo the Instagram logo. I said, do you have a high-res version? He sent me back a, a text with the emoji, laughing emoji, like, where am I supposed to get, where am I supposed to get a high res logo from? I'm like, where'd you get the logo that we have? And so it's just this whole unprofessional thing. Same thing with the, um, actually with the national, I call, I hate to say NAGA, but that's that's the name, that's the, uh, that's the acronym. NAGA. Um, I got to, I got in touch with the local chapter here, and I'm friends with the guy now. Um, but he said, ain't nothing going on with this chapter. I'm like, well, let's let's get something going. And he's on here. Okay, well, you can we can try to do something. Uh, me and my guys, we meet once a month. I'm like, once a month? Mm. We should be meeting once at least twice a month or maybe once a week. Damn. Yeah, but people got stuff going on. It's, it's, there's no there's no uh, cohesion with either, any of these organizations. And it's unfortunate. Because the, the one uh, organization... The uh, Naga version of uh, chapter in Philly, these guys are talking about they want to they want to open up a gun range, and I'm like, okay, fine, you know that's going to be like, you know, twenty million dollars, mm. and they don't even know what they want. They don't even know if they want to go indoor or outdoor. I said, well, what's the name of the organization thus far? Well, we don't have a name yet. I'm like, you got what? Man, this sounds like somebody's running game. You said you paid forty dollars. No, I didn't. Pay, I didn't. I didn't pay for the. I paid for the National NAGA Association. I paid for that. That was like 20 bucks. Oh, okay. Still, man. But I just realized that looking at my card that it expired in February. Nobody sent me an email saying, please renew or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I'm just saying, as, as black organizations, we really need to get up on our game, particularly when it comes to firearms ownership because... You know, we, we, we need to understand that we have a second amendment, a second amendment right as well. And, you know, it is what it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Very interesting, man. Uh, it sounds like, uh, well, so, you know, going back to the NRA stuff, I mean, you are a member, black member. Uh, you said that, like five times. <laughs> well, that's a fact. Why you say okay. that funny about that or something? I think people got it. Uh, okay, it's okay to be black. Yeah, you can't, can't claim. Uh, well, you're African American, uh, uh, member of the organization. Um, you're instructor. Is that fair to call you an instructor? That's I. That's the title I have. Basic okay. basic pistol instructor. Basic pistol instructor. You are uh, putting together your own training course, right? Or well, it's the NRA's training course. I, oh. I add my stuff to it, but it's the oh. NRA's. Got it, got it, and it's 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 for everybody. Uh, I mean, I got I I commend what you do. I just find that the NRA, it's just. And I was going to ask you about the Ollie North. I don't think you, I didn't ask you that part too. I mean, how do you feel about Ollie North being, or, or you don't see there's no part, no issue with that? Well, see, that's the thing, and maybe if you want to say I'm a hypocrite, I, you know, I'm not gonna. I, what can I say? I don't involve myself with that portion. I don't give a damn. I, I don't give a damn other than having the ability to say I'm an NRA pistol instructor so that I can get business that says that the people say, okay, 
he went through a certain training so I can hire him and know that he knows what he's talking about. In terms of the leadership, I've already said, I think the leadership is fucked up. I think that they've become, they've strayed from what they were organized back in the 1700s to do, and that was to train people how to fire guns. They've become another wing of the Republican Party and the conservative Mm. think tanks. And I think they need to get back to training people on how to shoot guns, get get the chips off their shoulders, Sit down and talk. I mean, the way they talked about these Parkland students who just these students, they just don't want to get shot. They just don't want to get killed. Mm-hmm. And the, the NRA is not. Well, no, we're not. No, no gun. We're not talking about gun control at all. That, and it's like to to a person, to people I deal with, white people, white conservatives. They are the most unyielding people I've ever met, ran into. That's saying something coming out of you. I was going to say. Now, let me just ask you this, and, and you might think this is funny stuff. Well, but... wait, stop. What does that mean? It, it's saying something coming out of me. What does that mean? Q, you are the most stubborn, unyielding person I've ever talked to. In terms of what? Anything. Well, that's not true. We know. We know that. Let but me okay. ask you this question. Let me. Ask, so you brought up the Parkland thing. Do you? Do, but do you recognize from an outsider, right? What I mean by that is a person not a gun user or in the NRA and mm-hmm. they look at that situation where the NRA, NRA is kind of going at those kids. Right. They, they will look at you as you are a part of that. Now, regardless of if, you know, you can say that I don't support that and I, and I, and I believe you, but, mm-hmm. but for a fact though, a person on the outside would just say you're an NRA member. So you're in full support of it because you are a member and they ain't forced you to be one. Well, that's not true. That's not that's a that's a disingenuous statement. Okay, well, that's what I'm at, my asking because it would be yeah. like if uh, again, if there's organizations that are doing wrong type of stuff, and there's people mm-hmm. in there and they're not doing nothing about it, and they are a member of it, is it fair to say, well, you are part of that? You you not speak, you, you're not doing nothing against it, and you haven't disassociated yourself. You are a part of it, even though you don't do nothing to not you know speak up but what you are a part of is going at those kids i can tell you this go ahead um you know i could say that i'm a democrat and there are a number of things about democrats that i don't agree with i am not a republican but there are a, there are some republicans whose philosophy i do agree with so just be, if you say you're a republican and you can agree that as an example, a woman should be allowed to have an abortion up until a third trimester, or uh, you know, uh, we should we should ban uh, bump stocks on rifles like the Las Vegas shooter had, or we should take we should limit AR-15 magazines from 30 rounds to 15 rounds. Then you're then I know you're a Republican. I am that. I can talk to you and you are not just because you're Republican doesn't mean you believe in ripping kids from their mothers at the border, as an example. So what I'm saying is just because you're a part of an organization, that doesn't mean you espouse everything the organization espouses. Uh, I'm a member. So if so if for some reason I'm I cut you. I'm sorry. I apologize. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, (laughs) 2020 Trump loses. Right. Mm -hmm. And the NRA is like, you know what, we're going to make him the president. You're going to have that same energy talk you just said right now or is your hatred for trump that would force you to quit listen i hate it when i hate wayne lapierre i hate dana lash i'm not gonna say i know we're talking about trump 
I'm making a point though. I don't like any of the leadership of of the NRA. So I would not like Donald Trump as a leader of the NRA as well. Right, but I'm asking you, would that be enough to make you quit? That's, that's what I no, asked you. No, it would not. So that, the, that hate, the hate doesn't oversee that. That's that why I say you would have the same energy. That's fine. That doesn't mean I agree with... I don't believe you, but I, I hear you. What are you saying? You don't agree I, I don't with believe you. I said I don't believe you, but I hear you. I hear what you're saying. You don't saying. believe what? what I don't believe that you would, you would uh, not quit the NRA if Trump became the president. I wouldn't quit. That was like you didn't quit being an American when you became the president either, right? But you went full hard on something. What you know what I mean? What you, I said, I, I, I think we're saying the same thing. If Trump became the president of the NRA, I would not quit the NRA. No. I, I, I heard what you said. I said, I hear. I said, I don't believe you. You said you wouldn't believe me. I said, I do not believe you. But really? I hear you. I hear you, though. I hear what you're saying. You, th you think I would, you're saying you think I would quit the NRA if Trump became president? I think of the that, NRA? Yeah, I think that. No, I would I think your hatred for him is more than your love for the NRA's cosign. But I could be wrong. I'm just saying what I think. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't believe I think I'm, you're wrong, Mike. I absolutely think you're wrong. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I would not quit. Because I'm not going to let him dictate what I can do or what I can take from the NRA that I can use for other people. I hear you. You mean make money. That, that's, like, that's like saying... I should move to Canada because I hate him as president of the United States. Right. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I have moved. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I hear you. All right. Well, any other comments on this? NRA is trash. Ali North is trash. Yeah. Ali North. Yeah. I mean. Well, there's certain aspects of the NRA, as I think I've laid out, that aren't trash. Namely, their curriculum. That's great. I said what I said. And for, I look at it like this. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> the NRA, especially in light of this Ollie North little uh, video, the NRA is about gun ownership and safety and whatnot. And that's fine. That's fine. But if you're going to be about that, and again, I've never claimed that I like Kaepernick as a quarterback, but what he's what he did, his protest for the NRA not to get behind him, and when all these other people are being shot, for the NRA to remain incredibly silent on this, that's just a bad look. They need to get out in front and say, "Look, these are our people who are being targeted. What are we? What are you going to do about it?" If the NRA would lean some pressure, some of their political pressure on a lot of these local governments that are doing this bullshit, it'd be a different outcome. But they're not even getting involved. And that's chicken shit. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the NRA, I, get, I, I, I understand. What, let me be clear. I, I support what Q does with his business, though. I'll be very clear. I know, I think we've had this topic before, so I don't want people to think I'm beating up on I full heartedly support it. Speaking on the NRA, though, I just feel the NRA, like a lot of organizations, they're more so on code than they would be about their curriculum. I mean, they don't they don't look at it the way Q does, but I can understand why Q does. Again, they're in power and they got the money, so they don't have to. Like they're always going to be on code. Uh, their actions prove that. They know they're going. They know they'll have other African Americans who will believe what they need to believe. But as long as they're paying their money, they're going to care less, right? 
and they don't care about you as that video outlines because they ain't saying nah nothing when it comes your turn but again that ain't what they, they, they on call first and they're on about that money and you know they gonna get their paper and they gonna maintain their stance on, on what they really believe in i just think it's unfortunate that our people uh have to sort of look at it as a you know what can they do for me you know situations first but i get why we have to do that you know this is we do that in every aspect. that's why i say i get why we have to do that you know this ain't really no different <laughs> but it, you know i just call it like it is that's all i'm saying um so i understand it you know what i'm saying that's why i say i'm fully in support of what you're doing but i but i i can look at it as an outsider and see but again it don't really hit us personally so it's it's easy to not have to deal as you say we don't have to deal we don't have to deal with the parking situation because they ain't they ain't my kids or I don't know anybody over there unfortunately or fortunately excuse me so I deal with it the way I need to deal with it and that's how we deal with a lot of as you said Q we deal with a lot of things like that you know this isn't really that different see well no okay <laughs> no go ahead man no 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 I'm good I'm good all right all right uh anyway enough of that stuff uh any other last topics before we get up out of here nope uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh cool all right i was just here looking at email for a second oh wait, wait, uh, wait one last tiny yeah smidgen thing um as you know, I've been reading a lot of biographies and music lately, and <clears throat> I recently read Glow, the Rick James, you know, autobiography that was done with David Ritz of Divided Soul fame, and that sent me to looking into more Motown stuff. I will be picking up some cases, or transcripts of cases, actually, that had Motown suing Rick James that also had Team Marie suing Motown and you know I want to find out the genesis of this but what it looks like I don't know if Motown is still doing this but at the time they signed both of those acts back in the early or mid 70s Motown was keeping all of the publishing on the first three albums so if you go back and look up under um, Busting Out, those songs are published to Joe Bett, as are the first three Tina Marie songs or albums. And I've said it before, labels have been fucking the talent for years, years. But at one point, things got contentious with Motown and Tina and Rick, independent of each other. Tina's was she wanted to leave. Rick's was Motown didn't want to take the album he had turned in. Essentially saying, we liked you better when you were smoking. So I want to, <clears throat> I want to get in that and see what, what the really uh, issues brought before the court were. But I find it interesting as hell. All right. All right. It just reminded me of something else. I want to tell Q about this. I uh, saw this book yesterday. It's called Michael Jackson, All the Songs. The story behind every track is... Uh, Thick, oh. thick hardcover book uh, man I have to get that for Christmas uh, if you're a Michael Jackson fan I think you need to get this I, like I said I looked at it yesterday at Barnes and Nobles 
literally every song is broken down, but it's got like pictures and information on how the songs are made. Man, it looks like it's an awesome book. So if you're a Michael fan, I think you got to put that under the tree this year, man. Check it out. But, all right. We're going to get up out of here. Uh, Aunt Pooh, where can they find you online? You can find my sorry behind on Twitter and Instagram at Aunt Pooh. And hopefully um, I'll be in Arizona for the Christmas break. All right. Q Storm, where can they find you at, sir? And where can they, uh, where can we sign up, man, to get to get on this training program? Okay, I, I just came. I had to take a piss, bro. We don't want to. Wow. <laughs> I was trying to run back, but. God. Well, you, 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 let me give you a look. You, you timed it perfectly. You didn't have to put all the other stuff in it, but I appreciate the transparency. But uh, where can we find you, sir, and learn how to get our gun training and control our bat- bladder? Excuse me. <laughs> um, you can find me on um, Facebook. Uh, go to uh, if you want. If you're interested in the gun training and see how I handle the piece, you can go to L Wang. That's L W A G. On Facebook, you can go to my YouTube page. That's lwagarms.com and uh, see how I get down there. I still need some stuff. I got some stuff I need to work on. Uh, you, if you like Star Trek, check me out on Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast. You can check me out on Facebook, uh, iTunes, uh, man, uh, Instagram for the Star Trek stuff. And you know what? The the movie review stuff, I've kind of let that go by the wayside because I've been so busy trying to get this business up and running and, and still do the, the red shirt stuff. But you can check me at um, therealqstorm.com for some late past reviews or some older reviews. All right. That's what's up. Uh, Big Sexy, where can they find you online? You know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm looking at some of the pages from this Michael Jackson book. I may have to order this from my damn self. Yeah, it looks it's really good. This looks pretty good. I can be found in the book, all the songs. Yeah, all the songs. Yeah, I'll put it in the little chat thing. I can be found at Twitter, WSE Mark, Facebook, Mark Wiggins. And yes, I'm still making Instagram work <clears throat> over at Mark Wiggins 2 on Instagram, where I put all my little uh, restaurant excursions out. And yeah, I'm digging it. All right. Uh, of course, you can find us at podcastjuice.net. Um, also on Facebook and Instagram. Just look up Podcast Juice. Um, also on uh, YouTube at Prince Podcast. You can find the channel over there. Also, you can find me on a new website called dinnerandadick.com. I am taking orders. I'm just joking. Um, but other than that, uh, <laughs> check us out. We got t shirts, merchandise. We're starting to get pictures of people out in the field with their t-shirts on i'm loving it so keep that going work it like a job and we'll see you next time peace dinner at a dick.com <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my side hustles on man don't hate you should that's pretty good <laughs> put that down somewhere <laughs> dinner and a dick dinner and a dick Oh, For the ladies only, did it on a dick.com. <laughs> 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 <laughs>